0: Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome to another Pop Culture Gamers podcast. Uh, my name's Hayden, and I'm here, as always, with Alan. I nearly said Steve then, but Steve's <laughs> not here. <laughs> I get so used to saying it. I know. Alan, how are you doing?
1: I'm good, Hayden. How are you? Kind of start to. to uh, this is Alan here from Lockdown Ireland, as we call it. Um, you know, big, big stuff going on in the world. So it's finally affecting my side of the world as well, unfortunately. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, because it's been major for you, hasn't it, in terms of the yeah. lockdown?
1: Yeah. Well, um actually, i would going to go into my week. It's kind yeah. of... Um, it's been a very strange week, really. For it's kind of like the, I'm, like, I'm chefing since I'm 13 years old. A few of you probably know that know me too. Know me. I'm 36 years now chefing this year. Um, and it's... Like, that's average of 14-hour days, you know? Six, seven days a week, chefing life is... Mm. Is that's what it's like you know and today I was cleaning up my kitchen I sent you a video of it and a few pictures I think or a video and, and wrapping up everything and it was just kind of very emotional to be in the kitchen on my own because I, some of the people I worked with are like family to me and I'm I'm very fond of them and we were all messaging back and forth today and like I know we're going to be back in a couple of weeks and we'll be busier than ever and it was just a very strange uh, sensation. I was kind of down a bit over so I, I know I was talk, messaging to you, but back and forward a bit about it, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, it's funny how things affect you, I think, sometimes. Um, it felt like it felt like there was a, coming to an end for some reason, because I've never done that before in a kitchen, you know, close it up like that for a lockdown. Yeah,
0: because you wouldn't have even done it for, like, Christmas or things like no. that, because you'd be open, wouldn't
1: you? No, we've never. I've never had a job in my life where I've had to do this. I literally was. I was in the small. I'm in again tomorrow now to do all to do the, the freezers and the fridges, and I have to get everything wrapped and labelled, put away, and frozen down and return to suppliers credit notes. It's the kitchen has completely gutted, You know, like it has like hygiene reasons. it's going to be known in the kitchen now for the next six weeks, maybe three months. Ago. I don't know, we we have no real time period. Like They're saying two weeks, but I think it's going to be very much longer than two weeks. Mm. No, I think we're lucky enough. I think our government, in fairness, and I wouldn't be the biggest fan of Leo Vrach or, or Taoiseach. He, or t- we call him a Taoiseach, and be Prime Minister to you. Um, mm. He he hasn't been the best of leaders, but he really has. And the Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael parties, they've all come together, I think. Now, there's probably people listening... To me, from Ireland, at the moment who might disagree with me for me personally, they've stepped in very fast and they've like they put stuff in place for bills and for people who have outgoings and for people who have lost wages now coming in. They've like it's not a lot; it's two, three hundred euros, but you know it's enough to keep the house warm and the food going. Yeah, so, definitely.
0: I mean, you know, it's it's. I think it's better for what our government's suffering at the moment.
1: Yeah, I, I'm kind of, I'm, I won't lie, I'm kind of like, I know we spoke before we started recording. I'm a little apprehensive about what's happening in England because you're on the same curve as Italy, even a little bit faster, you know. Mm. Um, And I think that's going to, like, we're, we're your neighbours? So it's kind of scary that if, if you don't get under control as fast as we do, you know. Yeah, so, definitely. Um, so, my plan moving forward, my wife just came in there No, my plan moving forward is okay. there's a big list of stuff to be done in the house, cleaning and other jobs while I'm at home. So, I'm going to ignore that and not yeah. do it. <laughs> <laughs> she, she said I'm not ignoring it. So she, yeah. <laughs> um, I know catch up in TV shows and movies and actually, for a change, catch up in some gaming, you know. Sounds like, good. <laughs> so that's the plan and plenty. Like running, I don't know how it's gonna continue because of if there's a lockdown, you're not. If they see you in the streets running, they they'll stop you. Now I've got a few places I can go up the mountains, drive, and I can kind of be out of public eye. So I'll probably do that. Mm. But it's it's weird times. It's very strange times. I suppose it goes back to World War One, World War Two times of our grandparents and our great grandparents. Even in Ireland, we had them like. Yeah, like they had their lockdowns and they were at home for a long period of time, you know. So it's strange
0: it's, it's really unprecedented. I mean yeah. the the strange thing was that um our Prime Minister and um I do not rate him in the slightest as we were talking about before, which we won't put those views on air, but um he was saying about you know how you have to you know be it's time to stop all, you know, random travel. Uh, you know, uh, only essential journeys, that sort of things, you know, work from home. Uh, mm. But, uh, you know, you can still go out and still do your exercise. And it's sort of like, what?
1: <laughs> and the schools are open still. Uh, I know, I know. That's, that to me is the most, because like kids are kids. Kids are are, are like peach dishes. They're, they breed stuff. And it's not their fault. That's just that they touch and they, you know, they're into everything. Like, and over here, over here. It literally is the biggest warning for if you have grand, if you have grandkids, don't leave them near you for the next yeah. three to four months. And that's very difficult for some people because I mean they love you know their grandkids, their family, and not to be able to see them or touch them and play with them. Yeah, and that's it, and so like
0: me that some of them won't ever see the grandkids again. If you know, cause, yeah, you know, because of mortality and stuff like yeah. that, which is a terrible shame. But I mean, over here. We've got, um, you know, the, the Department for Education would be advising schools, because, uh, you know, obviously I'm a school governor, so, you know, yeah, tend to know a bit more of the, the processes involved. It's, you know, the, the DV would be advising the schools or the, through the government to um, shut down.
1: Mm. And
0: I I kind of feel, and I'm not saying this from any inside knowledge at all, because you know that all of this is in the in the remit of the government, but there's supposed to be like new legislation or whatever passed at the end of the week. Um, so it was on the news, and I'm just sort of thinking. I think what they'll probably do is close the schools down at the end of the week.
1: I think they'll have to. I, I think I, they'll have to. They'll have to. If if, 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 I, if I was living in England now, Hayden, I, I, you know, and I have a kid, like, my kids are grown, like, I have a nurse, when mine's a training nurse, like, but mm. I wouldn't be sending my kids to school, you know? I yeah. wouldn't, truthfully.
0: No, I think they'll, I think what they'll do is they'll Close the schools down on uh, Friday. Mm. as the last day. And then say don't come in for two weeks. And then it's the Easter holidays. So it'll actually be a month before kids will be back
1: I d- school. I don't think they'll be back till September, Aiden. <laughs> I don't think they will. In this country, we're pushing... There's a, a big like kind of saying, look, we just bite the bullet now. Keep them out for the three to four months. Yeah. Like, over here, if you're over 70, you're not to leave the house for four months, three to four months. That's what they're being told.
0: That's what we're being told over here as well. Yeah, we're, Maybe even yeah. six
1: months. Yeah, and, and, sorry, and even our Taoiseach is trying to get special legislation through because we don't really have any say in the north. I mean, it's in one way, it's its own country. In another way, it's it's part of England's England, the United Kingdom.
0: Mm.
1: But because it's on our land or on our borders or whatever we call it, He's trying to get leg- legislation to be able to close the schools up the north, you know, because mm. they haven't been closed. It's
0: crazy. I know. There's a, there's a lot of inconsistencies with how we operate into the rest yeah. of the world. But, you know, we we have to follow our leaders, yeah. as it were, whether or not we agree with them or not. Um,
1: on the good side, and, and, and I know we, we're kind of being negative Nellies here now, but I think on, on the positive side of it, is that gaming is actually booming at the moment. I was talking to some of the lads now in in, in the city today that they have done the GameStop and CX and they as you call them, kicks, but CX and they are in the Smiths, or, or as you call it Smides.
0: Oh, no, I don't call them spies I call them Smiths. Yeah, Smiths.
1: <laughs> um, yeah in smiths and um you can't get a switch an xbox or a playstation anywhere no. there's people coming in buying they're all saying look i'm at home this is i'm now they're buying all those bund- bund- bundles like the gears of war 5 bundles and the floors of bundles and the, the death stranding ones and all those ones and they're going pretty cheap as well
0: i'll tell you what order it from uh cex in um north and get them there they've got loads of Consoles in there, Uh, so it's obviously. I think those will probably start disappearing pretty sharpish once uh, people start to get shut down. But of course, you know, it's like even though we'll be shut down, I'll still be working because yeah, um, I I can homework, so it's not going to be a yeah, it's not going to be a holiday for me, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, my daughter's the same. She's an accountant. She has to homework as well. Yeah. Which is so, fair
0: enough, you know, especially considering what I do and given the circumstances, it's probably w- just as well.
1: Would you be the same now as like my daughter It's the first time she's had to work from home as an accountant and they've given all these kind of they were given kind of a I suppose a memorandum or a list of stuff, like they have to have a desk, they had to have two screens, they were provided with stuff, they have to actually get up shower, get like dressed in the clothes that they would go to work with. You know, like actually treat it as a work day, log in work, you know, they actually had to go through a routine as if they were going to work. It's
0: I, I interesting. think that, yeah, I mean it's 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 interesting the sort of approach, but I, I mean because I, I would argue this all, all of the time because I, I work in a, a job where if I choose to I could go to work in a suit every day. Right. Um I don't choose to go into a suit every day because for a start off i hate wearing ties
1: okay you know and,
0: and also i think that forcing men to wear ties when you don't wear force women to wear cravats is a sexist policy <laughs> um so you know that's uh that's the first thing so but what i do is i go in a pair of smart trousers and a shirt you know right. that that's that's how i how i go into work Lots of other people do as well. You know, it's very few people nowadays who wear, you know, ties to work because um, what's the point of sitting there being uncomfortable wearing a tie? Yeah. When you, you know, when you know you, you look, you, you it's not that much of a difference if you just sat in an office, you know, uh, getting on with your work and talking to people on over Skype or on the phone or whatever, you know, mm. doing. Whatever it is that you're doing, it makes no difference whether or not you're wearing a tie or not. It's a stupid, old fashioned sort of way of viewing. But I can't, I really, other than like a sort of OCD way of giving people a structure to their life,
1: Mm.
0: I can't really see what difference it makes if somebody sits there in the Jimmy Jams and does the work. If you know, as long as they're not um, doing like video conference into people and saying, all oh, right, you know, hi, you know, I'm here, you know, and they've, uh, you know, got a highly inappropriate, you know, night, night, you or dressing gown or pyjamas on, you know, and it's been shown on a video. I can't see what difference it makes, what on earth people wear. You know, they, they could be sat there in, you know, S&M blubbing rubber bondage gear. As long as they do the work, right, what does it matter?
1: Yeah. It's funny the whole how thing's become viral or how they become the new hashtag we'll say. Because yeah. at the mo- at the moment now it's like um hashtag working from home rate my setup. You know? So people are sharing their little office they've made in their apartment or in their house or they're showing their view from their bedrooms and stuff. Yeah. So it's funny how things and know, uh, we could talk all day about that. We're here to talk about pop culture I'm guessing. So
0: yeah, um definitely. so what else would uh, you be doing?
1: That's pretty much um as you listened, as whoever, hopefully, I listened to our last Picard podcast, I wasn't uh, feeling the best. I'm slowly coming out the other side of it. It's, it thankfully, it's not the virus. It was yeah. actually just something I just got a bit too run down. Um, and I'm feeling better. But... Um,
0: in your case, it's literally too rubbed down.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that one. Um, and look, we were thankful we were able to keep up with it. I know I kind of miss every second of of these ones, these pop culture podcasts, but we've kept up with the Picard ones, which I've been delighted about. So that's great. Yeah. So I'm looking forward now to next week's one because even though I think the next one is going to be one of our most negative ones, I have a funny feeling just from the messages back and forward, it wasn't one of our favourite episodes. I think, Caden, am I um, right? There...
0: I think in terms of... It, I, I'm, I've, I'm up and down about this episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, to be fair, I think overall, it was probably one of the most crucial episodes. Agreed. And it confirmed so many of my theories. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> 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 um, equally, it was also... I feel a very choppy episode that just didn't really yeah. run smoothly. Yeah, I, th- I think that's probably the best way of putting it. So in that, I, th- I think maybe it's some of that's to do with the editing, some of that's to do with the yeah. writing, but it is a crucial episode because yeah, it's, it, it's yeah, really everything's brought together now. And let's face it, you get to see some good sights.
1: Oh, you do. It 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 had. A few highs, but I think a bit more lows for me. Like, and I'm like, yeah. our, I think our next podcast will go into it, uh really detail as we, all, well as you always do it, and I chime in with my comments. Um, well, I mean, I, I've been <laughs>
0: messaging you, haven't I, with ideas? Yes, so yeah, would be
1: but... great. The lads are um, I, lads. Look, I will look forward to your new theories. Definitely, they're great.
0: Yeah, um, because I've been doing a lot of thinking and. Uh, I've i realised something about one of the episodes that we've talked several times about. Yeah. Uh, which, I'll obviously, I'm going to keep
1: everybody keep in suspense. For I think you should keep us, yes.
0: I want you to download and listen to the Picard podcast. Yeah. So if There's you, if you want to know what that is, all will be revealed on that show. But I do think that this is, might going to be linking to um, an episode of Voyager that's never been discussed before. Yeah. Or possibly an episode of the original series that was never we've not covered before. And I wonder if actually one of the things from the original series might be linked to uh the nest, yeah. as it were. So we'll anyway, we'll we'll keep it. And you know, for those of you who do like Star Trek and you're intrigued, listen for it, we're out for a couple of days, you know. It'll be ready before Tuesday next week, we can guarantee <laughs> the, the little standing joke that I've got now for when uh, this show's a little bit late. It'll be delivered on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, so shall uh, I I'm, say about my week then, shall I? Or, yeah, I mean, we're off the way,
1: yeah. Uh, I think you know, the, you know, my training is, I'm going to keep going with my my 26-week training plan that I've been talking about. I'm on week three you now for the race is, in August. But Is it going to go ahead? That's think? what I'm saying. I'm fifty-fifty at the moment. Uh, you see, you can't take a chance and not and not keep training. So it's like if anything else it's it's good for the head. You know, it's good for the mind and the body to yeah. just keep working away. Um, if I if that race doesn't go ahead, I'll find something else to do. I might even just go on and on my own and do a hundred and twenty mile run around Carryway or do something on my own that weekend. Mm. You know, just yeah. you know, just to have just to have a goal. Because I I I think it's important to have something to aim for like that, you know. Yeah, I know what you mean.
0: Yes. Yeah,
1: so definitely. yeah, that's everything. That's it. Um, my week. It's been, as I said, we discussed a uh, kind of a, an interesting week for us all. So yeah. what about yourself, Hayden? What have you been up to?
0: Uh, well, for me, um, I've been trying to you know keep keep calm about <laughs> COVID
1: nineteen. Keep calm. Um, wash your hands.
0: Yeah, keep calm, wash my hands. I've, I've always washed my hands a lot. That way I don't catch OCD. Um,
1: <laughs> well, if you have an CD, you, you call it CDO, don't you? Why is that? Because you have OCD, you put letters in the right order.
0: Oh, yes, that's very true. Sorry,
1: I get <laughs> that. was a bit
0: slow. <laughs> Compulsive obsessive disorder. Yeah. Oh, dear me. <laughs> uh, that was very good. Oh, it's <laughs> really there. Um Anyway, so what I've been doing is I've been throwing myself uh, back into work, uh, really trying to to close off stuff because, uh, as I mentioned before, I'm going back to uh, children's services from adults. um, And basically, I've got a load of jobs of uh, having to close off before I go at the end of this month, which is, you know, looming, really. So I've been writing um, different reports about how things could be done you know, making improvements that sort of thing, ready for when I go back, and then I'll retake over my old job because I've been seconded for eighteen months. So I go back to my substantive role okay. on the first of uh, April, um, and then basically I've been working on the other side of the car park from where I uh, work now. Really, it's quite it's quite a weird. They just keep flipping around all these different buildings at County Hall. Um, so that's uh, that's my sort of work side. Um, my wife's finally got her date for her operation on her foot because she's got okay. what Morton's neuroma, um, which is basically like uh, something that's pressing on the nerve on a foot yeah. and it's painful to walk.
1: Yeah. So
0: she's got an operation on Friday. Wow. So hopefully that'll be just before the hospital's closed. That's
1: what I was thinking, yeah, will that go ahead and, or will they quarantine them out like...
0: As of tonight, it was going ahead because okay. she had it pre up. So, you know, okay, looking okay, forward so to... You know, she's, fast, so. Yeah, she's looking forward to that getting happening. Yeah. Um, so, hold off on that one. Um, and also, I've been sorting out my streaming setup.
1: Mm, yeah, I've been watching, watching your stuff and you've been sending me pictures and things, yeah.
0: Yeah, so, um, I got a Ava Media Live Gamer 2+. And... Basically, this is—it's kind of like a bit like an Elgato, but it's got a 4K pass-through, yeah. Which is initially what attracted me to it, but I've not used it because <laughs> uh, so as soon as it really just gone for the Elgato. Uh, but what uh, done the Ava media, what it does is it has an SSD slot, so you can actually record PC-less. Oh, okay, footage, that's good. And then you can edit it. Yeah, I, I like that idea. Mm. To be fair, uh, but I've. Uh, Got a couple of other Pieces of equipment to go with it So um, I got An an Ecosys uh, Sorry, um, Esco That's it, splitter Mm. Um, So basically what that Does is it splits off The signal of the um, The the 4K HDMI Into two signals Um, And because it's powered it doesn't lose You know, anything at all
1: that's what
0: I was going to say, uh, would you lose yeah. any picture quality? No, and uh, not only that, but it also gives a false edid for the uh-huh. um So, you know, it eliminates some of those sort of uh, problems about, you know, going through, you know, because the Ava media won't, uh, you know, if it, anything's content copyright protected, oh, it won't record it, but the because the splitter does this edid, evidently it does. I've not tried it, but... Uh, evidently, it would, um, but don't quote me on that because, like <laughs> I said, I've not tried it. But the other thing that I got was a uh, uh, Seek 4K 60 megahertz HDMI switch. Yeah, um, I saw a picture
1: of it, it looked impressive. But it, kit.
0: It, it is, it's a lovely, really lovely bit of kit. It's a really sturdy, little box, and basically, it's a five to one uh okay. s- switcher as opposed to a splitter. So, obviously, a splitter takes one to two. This puts multiple inputs into one. Um, and it's got auto-switch and it's got a remote. So, now I've rewired behind my hi-fi, which took me basically all of an evening. <laughs> but, <clears throat> because so many cables. And I'm running my Xbox One X, my PS4 Pro, and my Switch into the Switch box. Nice. It it takes up to 60 uh Hertz on uh, 4K as well. So and it's powered, so there's no loss of signal. That then goes into the splitter. One area of that splitter then goes off into the uh, amplifier and then the other one goes into the Ava Media. Hmm. So I never if I'm watch if I want to watch any copyright protected stuff, I don't need to pass it through the Ava Media, I can just okay. watch it straight. Uh, and then uh, even if the, there is a way to, for the copy protection to you know mess it up, it's not going to do that because it's looking at it in a different sort of like channel, as it were. Yeah. Um, and uh, what it's actually done is it's purified the signal, so I'm getting Dolby Vision going into my um, into my receiver as well. Yeah, But I had a problem, which was really, really frustrating me because I started using uh, Streamlabs OBS to capture some of the gameplay and I wasn't getting any sound. Right. And no matter what I did, I could not get sound. And then I switched off. This is the first way I had it around because before I had the the switch on the opposite side of my amp to my uh, consoles because all the consoles were going straight into into the amp. And what I did was... Uh, that was why I ended up buying the uh, the Switch, so that I could do it all on one side. Because when it, when I was getting a signal going through,
1: yeah.
0: it was stripping the audio. Now, I did find eventually that there was a setting on the amp that was stripping the audio, which I'd enabled myself as well. Oh, there. Okay. But it was deliberately stripping the audio, but I could not figure out for ages why when I switched off the amp, I got sound, and when I switched it on, I couldn't. <laughs> it's, you know, it's one of those sort of like, yeah. you know, uh, brain fart moments, as it were. And I was sort of like, what? why is it happening? Why? I, cu- I couldn't find the the option anywhere. Uh, and eventually, after a couple of hours worth of digging in manuals and looking at all of the menus, I finally managed to find it hidden away about three layers down. Okay. Um, but, yeah, but I've resolved that anyway, you know, quite naturally. Yeah. Uh, so yeah it's uh it's done a, a nice sort of uh you know effect and i've tested it out with uh mario kart 8
1: yeah i saw that yeah it looks pretty good actually
0: yeah it's quite good i'm yeah, really quite pleased quality with the quality it. yeah a yeah. couple of seconds obviously for the stream to start but once you get there it does look really really good high mm. quality so i'm really yeah. pleased with it so yeah so that's uh that's my week so good, good week yeah, indeed. So shall we uh, move on to Gaming This Week? Yeah. All right, so we've got Gaming This Week and a few uh, little bits of announcements. First off, we've been talking about the COVID-19 or <laughs> coronavirus. Uh, do you know, that the last time that your know, corona was so popular, it was the rhythm of the night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway... Oh, baby, baby, that was a bad joke.
1: <laughs> That's a bad one, yeah.
0: <laughs> right, so, anyway, the news. So, E3 2020 has been officially cancelled by its organisers. The Entertainment Software Association, in the wake of public health concerns surrounding the continued spread of COVID-19 disease uh, across the globe, has uh, taken its decision. In a statement announcing in the news, the ESA cited that ongoing dangers posed by the virus as an overriding factor behind its addition to cancel this year's iteration of the uh, annual gaming exhibition. So that's mm. massive. Oh, it's massive. Mind, yeah, thank you, people wouldn't have been able to get there anyway because all countries are locking themselves down, aren't yeah. they? So, but
1: yeah. do you think it's the final nail in the coffin for each tree? No, I don't. I think it'll be
0: back. I, I think, think so. it'll be. Yeah, I think it's too big. It, it, you
1: know,
0: it's 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 way too big Microsoft was planning to be big there
1: yeah they were
0: um you know Sony just decided to do their own thing anyway aren't they really
1: well we don't know because they're not doing any, saying anything or doing anything
0: no I have a feeling I don't think that we're going to see the PlayStation 5 this year
1: no I have it down later on in my kind of a quick jot down for us to talk about it. I don't think I think we'll just may, we might just see the Xbox this year right? maybe yeah um in some formats, they might get a limited number of boxes out, but I don't think the PlayStation. I, I'm well. I'm speculating. I'm eighty percent that it won't come out. You know,
0: I I think that this will be like the PlayStation two days. So for the first three to six months, they will be as uh, rare as rockin' Horse dropping. Yeah. Uh, but you know, some people will get them. Some people won't. But I yeah. think it'll be. I think Microsoft will. Bust a gut to get it out there. Even if it's have it got too. 300 units out there so they can say they've done it. Yeah. And, you know, get people talking about it and streaming and stuff like that. I think that they will do it uh, Well, just after, to get that lead.
1: Yeah, after today, no, like, they dumped so much news today, which I'll talk about in a minute now. They dumped yeah. the pilot news um, out today, like, some interesting stuff.
0: Yeah, and, and that's what uh, also I've got here as well. Is, mm-hmm. uh, Xbox Series X console... Uh, uh, it's going to be uh, you know, shown, instead of E3, at online events in June, after it's been confirmed that the major games conference has been cancelled. Uh, as it stands, Gamescom, the largest games showcase in Europe, is still going ahead in late August at the moment. Mm. That's what it's alone. Whether or not that will still I don't be going think, I,
1: don't think, I don't think it will. I don't think it will either. I think it's, it's even though it's what four or four and a half months away, is that five months away? Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: five months away.
1: That's no, that's still very close to having that. Like, what does that get? What two hundred fifty thousand people on average to it Something over the? Like that. yeah, yeah, that's a that's a massive amount of people for. So it takes us one person to get it, and then it's all over Europe again. You know? Yeah, exactly. So.
0: <clears throat> it's going to be interesting. Uh, what's going to happen? But mm. I think it'll push it online. Yeah. But well, E three. The whole point is having that tactile, yeah. hands on. And no matter how much you put online, you can't beat
1: that. And I no, think can, that, no.
0: I think E three will still survive. But oh. I just think that this year it's just going to be non-existent. Yeah. So
1: well, what you call it? I started streaming today. The what the CD? What the CD? What was the the game called? The kind of the. I can't think of the name, but though it was one of the first big ones that got cancelled there to start of the year. Um, it's kind of where all the developers go and they give their Game of the Year awards, and all that like kind of the CDG or something. I can't think of the name, but no. started a, Yeah, they've started a five-day, starting today now, and there's a, if you go online, you'll see they have a timesheet, and they're talking to different game developers and different games and stuff coming out, and then doing a kind of a game show at the end of it, giving their winner. Mm. So, if anyone's interested, you can go and just Google. You'll see us every day. Hi, they're doing kind of ha- a bit like what YouTubing or Twitch. All on Twitch actually. So yeah. Um. Will I go ahead? The stuff my news. Yeah, you two, your news will It's kind of just, just adding on. on. Yeah. Um. It's kind of just jumping on with E3 now being cancelled, and today Microsoft dumped a lot of hands on with the new Xbox Series X on YouTube, and yes. on Twitch and Mixer. Um. Like. I mean, a lot of information, how the machine was constructed from the components to the controller. Um, actually, a lot of the YouTubers had the whole Xbox broken down and even, I think, Digital Foundry, which I quite like them. They kind of do a good show breaking down. They showed how it's built and put together and the airflow and everything.
0: Yeah, so, I was going to ask you, did you see the Digital Foundry one? Cause it was yeah, really good. it
1: was really good. That machine is is compact, you know. There's a lot inside that box. I'm um,
0: surprised that, that uh, it's not going to be overheating with how compact uh, it is because there is no space.
1: There's a huge fan at the top. Of Did you see the top of it? Oh, yeah, I
0: saw the top of it.
1: So, I don't know. I hope, they just say hope it, it doesn't feel quite... like a Banshee. Yeah, that's what they said They said it's going to be quite, but we won't know until we guess it? Um, In one of the videos, they kind of showed, show showed between the two CPUs, the solid-state drive as the primary storage. They showed um how fast ridiculously fast the machine is. Um with uh, released a video com- comparing load times on the Xbox One and the Xbox X, so like they had the, the same game loading at the same time on two different screens. I think it was um what's that zombie one that it's on Game Pass? I can't think of never. but no, it's the main game. Anyway, it loaded very, very fast on the on the Xbox One X. Yeah. Um. Another another video then kind of demonstrated um the quick resume for between different games. I know. Did you see that one, did you? Yeah,
0: the multiple resume. That looked.
1: Yeah, good. It, that looked very good, didn't it? And like five, six, seven seconds, kind of click and you're going straight to the game from where you finished it. I quite like that. So you can have two or three games. You can flick over. Sometimes you don't, but you can kind of go from if you just want to chill and go to an easy game, you can just click onto straight away. Yeah. Um, the next interesting thing I thought was the new um, expanded storage Seagate uh, in in um, partnership with Seagate. Did you see that? It looked yes, like it, did. it looked like. Um, remember the old um, P- PS two card, memory P- cards, or was it the PS one? Was it the PS one? I thought it was. Oh, PS one. Well, they, they
0: yeah, were the same, they? same. Yeah,
1: yeah, it looked like that, didn't it? The same they kind did. of shape. Yeah, um, and that's kind of. I'd say that's gonna be crazy expensive for that expansion. Like, I wonder, will they, that mean, no, they won't be able to plug your hard drive into the back of it like we're doing at the moment. Ev- evidently, you can you plug in USB oh, that's good,
0: sir. Uh, 3s in, but you'll only be allowed to play uh, Xbox One X and 360 or Originals games oh. from oh. it. But what you can do is backwardly store yes the Xbox Series X games onto your USB but in order to play them, it has to copy it to the hard drive.
1: Okay. Or I... uh,
0: to the uh, NVMe drive.
1: Sugar, was that a Digital Foundry? I, I must have skipped. That was on or... Digital Foundry. Shh, yeah. I'm going to go back and rewatch that. So again, I might have been on my phone, you know yourself, taken away. <laughs> no, for me, who oh, anybody knows me, I adore the Xbox controller. I bloody hate the PlayStation controller with i'm for the offset controllers and it's just you know no this new controller looks really nice hayden i don't know that you get a good look at it there was a video of it and they found you they did a video of it it's,
0: it's a, a little slightly bit, smaller I mean, yeah much,
1: isn't it? but they, it looks like they have um rounded off some of the buttons at the top the the and they have more of a tactile feel because i actually put Onto to my controllers i put little tactile grips on them cuz i like the feel of the dots and stuff and and it's actually if the elite 2 has it it's a very nice feel to the triggers with you you know tactile feel to us um yeah. they have the share button on us again it looks like the exact same but it just looks more kind of refined and um not as many jagged edges it looks uh, more sleeker looking i think mm. um uh, the new D-pad looks very similar kind of a take to the Elise D-pad where it's more rounded with it's, the it's a, it's a black disc yeah it's a good blend isn't it because
0: yes. it's got both it's got like the disc but it's also got the plus
1: on it yeah and I like the share button in the middle as well that mm. new little so overall um, and then with the new controller as well probably the biggest thing is they've improved the dynamic latency um from the controller to the to the get you know, the game to the screen resulting in like milliseconds shaved off the time or something it's supposed to be very quick which is if you're playing first person shooters we know you're, all that stuff is for those professional boys they they like all that stuff mm. um overall i liked what i saw um again no games which is It's the only disappointing thing, and I think it's it's gonna. Like I know we're going to be a year or two into it before we get the exclusives. But such a thing that's
0: been really announced is Halo, isn't it? it? Yeah, and we know that obviously um Cyberpunk's going
1: to be on there. Yeah, I just think uh, like I'm all I'm I'm in for day one. Don't get me wrong, because you know it's new. We all love new tech, new toys. It's great. Mm I'm just waning a little bit after seeing the stuff today, how powerful the machine is and what it can do. That I kind of wish out of the box. Because we know, like, when PS5 comes out, when it does, they're going to probably have Horizon 2, maybe God. They're going to have some big games out of the box pretty fast, I'd say. You yeah. know? And it'd be nice if he had one or two of those. I know Halo's going to be great. And from what I saw today, Gears 5 looks like it's worth playing again. Because the way it's, like in two weeks, what they did to upscale that to four K, or to they upscale the, the the graphics on it to the Xbox One uh, X is it? This is very confusing to One X is it? Yeah. Look, I'll probably still get it day one if it comes out this year. I'm I'm mostly paid off now. My weekly paying off and stuff. I thank God because I'm not working for the next few weeks now. <laughs> um. And, again, I suppose it's more information out there. It's getting people talking. We're talking about it, and we're not talking about the PS5, you know? Only negatively. Where is this? What's happening? What's going on? Like, even... Go on, sorry.
0: I was going to say, I can't understand why um, PlayStation have been quite as quiet as they are.
1: It's very quiet, isn't it?
0: It is time that they were showing us what this is going to do.
1: Even certain fanboys... That we know are, are getting annoyed that there's no information coming out, you know? Yeah. So I think even they're getting frustrated. Like even like tomorrow now, Nintendo Indie World is doing a showcase live stream. I think it's about six o'clock tomorrow or something. Um, they're going showing loads of new indie games coming to the Switch, which I love mm-hmm. because they get those indie games are really good that come to the Switch sometimes. No, there's too many at the moment.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, one of the best indie games I've played in a long time was Planet Alpha.
1: Yeah. You actually put me onto that. Yeah,
0: did, did you enjoy
1: it? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, and It's a great kind of pick-up-and-go game, you know?
0: And it's great on the Switch.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful on the Switch. Yeah. Um, now, the other big news, which I just caught there before when I came on recording, that the Resident Evil 3 demo is coming March 19th. All right. Um, all formats, um, PC, Xbox, PlayStation 4, all the usual... Um ones and then the open beta for the Resident Evil Resistance, which is the add-on multiplayer thing. I'm I'm guessing, is mm-hmm. March twenty seventh. Um, so that's good. It'd be nice to see what that looks like and have a game that's actually coming out soon as well. So next week, um, a week after I think in April is it coming out? April seventh. Yeah, I can't
0: remember what the date was on it. To be honest.
1: Um, and then finally going back to what we were saying, how the coronavirus is kind of. <coughs> helped gaming in a way. And it's like, it's uh, people are turning to multimedia, I suppose, movies, TVs, Netflix, I'm guessing is probably streaming mad. Like they're probably have massive numbers as well. Um, the steam steam street or the steam had 20 million real time gamers consecutively concurrently on, on the highest peak uh, today. Mm. Um, that's massive. Like um, under storefront as well. Um, so, i say I'm sure the Xbox, PlayStation, because the Xbox has gone down twice over the last one, two days or something as well. I'd say the numbers are are higher with people on there as well.
0: Yeah, well, funny oh. enough, uh, Discord has had gone down just before we came online.
1: Yeah, that's. I'd say there's only one reason for that. It's just people are on. You know the people are off yeah. work and they're just turning to multimedia to take their minds off things, which is a good thing in a way, I suppose. At least we have something to do, you know.
0: Yeah. What we need all of the uh, leaders of the uh, free world to do is to just to say Microsoft, Sony, um, you know, uh, Valve, you're not allowed to have your stuff off. <laughs> <laughs> it'd
1: be it, it, it'd be good actually if PlayStation and Microsoft are came out and give you like a three month. Game Pass or three months of plus or something, you know, just while you're at home locked down. I think it'd be a nice little gesture.
0: Yeah, well, I, I do. Oh. And not only that, I think it would be a good sales gimmick for, yeah, I think so, know, for, for them as well because it'd get more people buying, you know, new mm-hmm. consoles.
1: I, I could see Microsoft doing it. I couldn't see PlayStation doing it.
0: I, no, to be quite honest, I could never see PlayStation giving you anything.
1: Oh, they don't. They, no. Ugh. Anyway, that's all my news. I was in the nice little things
0: there, actually. So it's been great. you know. Yeah, it's really good. So um, I'm going to end the, the news bit with a bit of a sombre story, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, uh, you know, we uh, you know, reached out and uh, wished him the best here. But uh, I know a lot of you have listened to uh, me and Steve on a previous show. Um, and during that time, uh, Steve also uh, had uh, did some uh, podcasts with Mark Armstrong, who's otherwise known as Nats to a lot of you. Yeah. And uh, anyway, Mark was on, was it 360 Gamer Podcast, wasn't he? Yeah, G- uh,
1: 360 Gamer Casting, they call it. Gamer Cast, Webby. that's it, yeah.
0: Webby, yeah. yeah, with uh, Mark Webb and all that. You know, good podcast mm. there. Good podcast, uh,
1: guys.
0: You know, I like it. Um, so... and. Uh, Anyway, Nats was on the show. Um, You might have also heard of Nats from his White Noise podcast, which he did Mm. after after the one that me and Steve were at as well. And basically what uh, Nats has uh, informed us is that he's actually got a terminal tumour in his brain. um, And he's going in for an operation uh, in the next few weeks, beginning of April. Um, and he's also just got uh, asked his uh, partner to marry him as well. So
1: fantastic, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's good news. But uh, just wanted you to uh, know, Mark, if you were uh, listening to this, we wish you all the very best. Uh, you know, I wish you well, and I hope the operation goes well.
1: Yeah, I c- completely agree. Yeah, yeah. I don't know him. I just know him kind of from Twitter and stuff, and and just listening to the the podcasts and stuff, but. I always yell, you know, he's he's a top bloke from just social media he, side of it, like, so.
0: Yeah, I've I've met Matt, um, Mark once, yeah. um, it was the first time that I ever went to uh, EGX and uh, met up with Steve, uh, Steve there, I kind of like, you know, then I was just the guy who did the Facebook page and yeah, hug about in the background while <laughs> uh, them two uh, caught up, but uh, yeah, it's you know he was a nice guy. I've talked to him a few times on you know over uh, Facebook and that. So uh, yeah, so you know we hope you you know uh, improve with your operation, mate. Yeah, it's uh, such terrible news for you. Yeah, um, well said. okay. Yeah, so let's uh, move on to new releases. Do you want to do those?
1: Um, yeah, I have them here. Um, so we have um, MLB the Show on PS4 on the seventeenth. The Division 2, uh, I was coming out in Stadia, I shouldn't laugh at that, so I read it and I started laughing, that doesn't count as a game, and Stadia <laughs> is coming out in the 17th as
0: well. I was, I was going to say Stadia, doesn't that mean that they've just increased the number of games by 100%? Uh, I know, yeah.
1: um, Animal Crossing and Horizons, it's going to be a massive game, it's coming out on the Switch on the 20th. Um, Doom Eternal, which I'm going to pick up, is coming out on the 20th as well in all formats from Bethesda. And Doom 64 as well is coming out on the 20th, which I didn't know because I'm reading it now. So I'm going to pick that up as well, actually, on the Switch. It's going to be a great game on the Switch.
0: Yeah, but it's Bethesda, so it's going to yeah. be you know, dragons flying upside down and backwards.
1: But uh, I, I love Doom 64, though. I didn't realize. Actually, I didn't realize that. I'm usually kind of pretty good at what's coming out. So that's great. No, I'm going to pick that up the switch as well. Those two so are day one for me. Brilliant. That will keep yeah. me occupied at home. Brilliant.
0: they will be, be playable by about day sixty-four. <laughs> <laughs> by the time we've done all of the patches, and then, and, and, and then they've released the, uh, you know, the uh, the pay-for version. It's nine pounds sixty a month that everybody can go. On the, of the equipment from
1: ah <laughs> uh, yes but by all by all accounts that Doom Eternal looks like a, a fantastic game it's yeah
0: really to, to be fair Doom Eternal does look really really good so mm-hmm. I, I, we, I I will be getting that myself I, you know, I've got the previous version of Doom I'm just not very yeah. good at Doom I was better at Quake ironically than Doom
1: but I think this um, one no, from what I've seen they've, they've, it's still kind of a fast shooter but it looks a bit more strategic with the bigger it yeah. looks like they've had a bit more RPG strategic strategic tops to us you know so I'm looking forward to it uh, you know um, like a lot of people are talking game of the year already about this game which is strange you know mm-hmm. it has come out so look at least there's something good coming out now for, it's been a kind of a dry spell for the last few months so we yeah. so get going now you know so it's great so that's all the games coming out new releases now we go on to subscriptions um, games if you want to take it over
0: Yep. So, Game Pass we've uh, got joining is NBA 2 k Twenty on the fifth of March, and Train Sim World again fifth of March. So we should have those already out choo-choo. now. So if you're uh, if you know if if you've got your uh, newspaper, your Mac, and <laughs> you've got your uh, <laughs> got your flask, you'll be all well uh, sorted up. With
1: that that's a good game for people who are working from home. If they want to make it more realistic, they could play the game for 20 minutes and then off the game and go to work.
0: Yeah. Or, or you know, <laughs> maybe, you know, uh maybe they'll actually do it so that it's enforced that, you know, where that train line's there, that you have yeah. to play a train simulator to do the, the, the travel to where yeah. you have to go to work. Yeah, I don't know. Uh which we've been a bit overly sarcastic today, aren't we? Are we um, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: So <laughs> it's, it's it's obviously something to do with the fact that we're recording it eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> uh, so we've also got Ori and the Wisp of the uh, The Will of the Wisp on yeah. uh, March eleventh, which is already out. Uh yeah. Pacoon Key. Pecoon Whatever it is. Uh on March twelfth. Uh, we've got State of Decay two, Juggernaut Edition, which I think is the of zombie game that you were referring to.
1: Yes. Is that a, a, an add-on edition, or is it a kind of a gear
0: edition? I think it's an expansion.
1: Okay.
0: Um, okay. For, uh, right. Uh, so, or a, you know, a version with an expansion in or something. Uh, so that's on the 13th of March, and then Bleeding Edge on March 24th. Okay. So that's that for this month. Leaving this month uh, is DSX Mankind Divided. Uh, Lich Spear, Double Spear Edition, and Shenmue 1 and 2, together with uh, Thimbleweed Park.
1: Mm, Thimbleweed Park, it's a good game. It
0: is, yeah, very good. Yeah, I'm good. about halfway through that. At the yeah, moment.
1: you would have been finished so, before it goes. Um, I've, already, I've already bought it. <laughs> oh,
0: that's so, okay, Yeah, okay. I've, so I've got plenty of time to, to do that. Perfect. Uh, do you want to do the epic?
1: Yeah, epic... Uh... I'm, my terrible not reading. Has um a a dean two returned An- to dust and a dying Yeah, returned Anodyne to two. dust. Uh, a short hike and Mu muted zania. Yeah, okay. I know of a short hike. I don't know the other two. I'll have to Google them. Um, I actually, from March nineteenth to Stanya Parable, I finished on a PC. It's a fantastic game.
0: I it's love really, it.
1: really, really good game. It's it's the storytelling in that and the writing is top class. It and the the narrator and everything. It's a great, well worth getting, lads. If anyone has Epic, um, and Watch Dogs. I played the yeah. first one back in the day. I never played the second one, but I mean, they're two great games again for free. It's epic every week knocking out of the park. I think you oh,
0: know. Yeah, I I think to be honest, last week was. Probably the
1: worst week that they've Yeah operated. I thought the same It's, it's like the nuts Even though short hike Is good mm. So
0: Yeah
1: so, so do you want that, that, to Oh yeah You go to gaming week Is it Do you want to go first Yeah you like to... first?
0: No you You can
1: do your games Let's Oh except. well, playing. I've only got to one game This week really Because uh, with all the stuff Going on Um, I don't know Did I tell you I picked up um, A Days Gone On the Playstation 4 Because it was down It was on offer for 20 euros or something Alright yeah and that's been holding its price in the shops for 50, 60 euros here in Ireland. I don't know about over which E. But that mm-hmm. game is, seems to be one of those games that doesn't go down in price ever, you know. Mm-hmm. So I said, 20 euros, I'll pick it up and I'll give it a go. And I have to say, no, pleasantly surprised. Um, I didn't really play it day one because it, the reviews were very much Marmite on this game, I think, weren't they, when it first came out. So I'll give you kind of, it's kind of set in a, in a really beautiful volcanic kind of scarred... Desert, uh, Pacific Northwest, lots of roads and forests. It kind of changes between different sceneries. It's an open world action adventure game um, where you assume the role of Deacon St. John. He's a drifter. He used he used to be a bounty hunter. He's a drifter as well. Um, And he'd rather risk the dangers of the open road than live kind of safely in the wilderness of the encampments and stuff. You know, he travels mm-hmm. around. The game takes place kind of two years out, which is actually. Now that I'm, when I was playing it, I was going, "Well, this is very kind of." At the moment, it takes place during a global pandemic, which has wiped out just about everyone. Which I hope doesn't Mm. happen. Touchwood, it and it transforms millions of people and survivors into they're called freakers, um, kind of mindless, feral creatures. They're like they're really animal kind of feel about them um, than human and. they move very fast, you know. If you've seen again, like World War Z, that movie, I love that movie, um, where they come hordes of those zombies come at you, and even the video game, if you think about it, it has that feel about it, yeah, you know. Definitely. Um. So there's like a made up of hundreds of individual freaker hordes, eat and move and attack together through the open world. Um. Seemingly, it kind of as one, like a flock of birds or something. Um. Mm. Some h- hordes roam onto the highways and at night time there's way more of them um and they're kind of looking you're kind of out there then trying to survive through it um you learn skills skills from your prior life as an outlaw biker kind of gives deacon all these up, upper advantages and stuff like that you know for fighting his thing alive now for me the guild it's a solid there's solid gunplay it's a good story it isn't bad the graphics I think are actually really good it looks really good it's kind of very last of us feel to it actually it looks a little bit better I think some places mm-hmm. now there's a little bit of stutter here and there like screen tearing and stuff um, and my ex, my PlayStation does sound like a jet plane when it's playing it same when it's playing God of War it just seems like it's taking off so it's headphones when you're playing it um, the, he, the, the human AI the, when you go into camps you take down the human AI they're not the smartest AI in the world they they take cover and dodge kinda of melee attacks, but they're easy enough to kill and take out. But if you go in guns blazing, you'll probably die very fast. It's it's kinda of more stealth than than kinda of gun blazing game I've found so far, unless you've been attacked by a horde later on. Mm. Um the zombies are pretty cool. They're a bit generic as you get, but I mean a zombie's a zombie really, to answer. To you. Um but Dick, when, when you've been attacked by the hordes, you really have to be very tactical. It's a lot of running away and exploding and crafting and blowing up bombs and blowing up tanks and things and things behind you and stuff, you know. Um overall it's like it's a typical kind of a zombie apocalypse. It's like we have it's stuff we've seen before, it's a well trodden kind of territory. Um there's some good highlights, um fun tools, which at the start it's very kind of slow. Which I suppose most of these open world go games are and the motorbike <laughs> the motorbike section is it or the motorbike part is it you really have to look after a motorbike. It's like it's like a baby. It's like a kid really. You're constantly working on it and maintaining it. But what I found the more, the longer I've gone into the game, the hours I put into it, my skills are getting way better, I'm getting way stronger, the bike is getting like kick ass and um I'm actually really enjoying it now and the the the, the touchpad I like the way they use the touchpad for the map and for f- going to your skills you kind of swipe up and down left and right like you're using a phone mm-hmm. and I thought that was this one the rare games there's not many games use that touchpad in the playstation I think not that I you know so overall I'm really enjoying it I'm going to jump back on again tonight um, I'm actually enjoying just kind of driving around the motorbike and just kind of going from place to place and just doing the omissions and so yeah it's on it's still on sale there for another couple of days if anyone wants to pick it up. I know it's an old game, guys, and some of you probably played it, but um for me, yeah, days gone. Worth the look.
0: Brilliant. All right, we're back. Sorry, we had a little bit of a thing there. I suddenly realised rather than being recorded on my microphone, we're actually recording <laughs> on my webcam. It's a little <laughs> bit unprofessional of me there. Um but hey, what do you get for an amateur podcast? So alright, we'll carry on. So days gone then. You really rate it as a game.
1: Yes, for me, I'm enjoying it. I know it's from last year. Is it last year? Yeah, it's an old game. But, um, you know, it's 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 it. they've done a lot of um, updating to it, so I think, a lot of patching, and it's really helped it as well. So I'm enjoying it. For 20 years, oh, you can't go wrong, you know.
0: No, that, that's very true. I mean, I bought that day one because it was really fancy in the game, mm. uh, but I just didn't get on with it that well. Oh, yeah.
1: haven't you gone back to it, no?
0: No, I haven't gone back to it. But and If it's...
1: you go back, you could enjoy it. I like um because they've done a lot of improvements to it um by all accounts. When I was reading the patch notes from the gunplay to the to the the stories and the, all the extra uh, skills, they've added a lot of stuff to it. You know, so yeah. I'm enjoying it. It's a, it's it's very much like the Last of Us. It has that feel to it, you know, kind of, and in the Walking Dead movie. That's I'm kind of playing it like that. as um one of the characters from the Walking Dead series, and I'm also, just I'm kind of doing So you, know, you kind of make up your own story sometimes when you're playing games, yeah, to make it more interesting. So yeah, no, don't get me wrong. Some of the writing is atrocious. It's very cliche and it's very, but it's a it's a very nice looking game, though. It really, is a pretty game. Mm. So yeah, you know
0: know who the main protagonist is, don't you? Yeah, I
1: do. Yeah, it's he's a right guy. From, uh, also Awakens. Yeah. Uh, Unleashed. That's right,
0: yeah. Unleashed, yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's good. He was also on Supergirl last yeah. season as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he's a good actor, definitely.
1: So, um yourself, what have you been playing here?
0: Uh, well, I, as, as you uh, may or may not have known, the, how can I put it, the um, mod of uh, the original Half-Life called uh, Black uh, Mesa mm. was uh, released as a full game. Very recently uh, on Steam, and uh, I was okay, fortunate enough that I had the mod, so you just automatically got the game when you completed the oh, mod, really? were you? yeah. So, because you I had say. that in my library, um, so I thought, well, I'll do a little bit of streaming of that and see how it is. So, uh, the Black Mesa was released on the 6th of March, and uh, if you don't know if you've ever heard of Half Life, uh, a <laughs> Why you're listening to this show? But yeah. it's a first-person shooter uh, that was developed and published by Crowbar Collective. Uh, it's basically Black Mesa is a third-party remake of the Half-Life in its source game engine. Uh, it was originally published as a free mod back in September 2012, and the game was given approval by Valve for commercial release. Here's why you might not know what Half-Life is. The game was released in the uh, nineteenth no, of November 1998. That's twelve. Oh years God. ago, Really? We are old buggers, I can tell you that, my,
1: my My first daughter was born in 96. Bloody yeah, hell.
0: she was two. There yeah. you go. <laughs> so maybe that's why people might not have learned of it before. <laughs> uh, but basically, I thought, I'm going to have a go at this because I didn't really play that much of the mod. Yeah. And um, because it was like unfinished, um, and it was you know a bit buggy and stuff like that, so far I, I just kind of like, abandoned it. Uh, but I thought, right, this has been released full release now, so I might as well give it a try. Right. So, uh, in terms of it, um, I would say playing the game brings you back to how games used to be, uh, you know, with good stories and atmosphere. But also quite partially populated <laughs> worlds at the same time, uh, by today's standards. Anyway, yeah. you know, so you look at worlds like um, Assassin's Creed and stuff like that. Yeah. This um, th- th- there is more people on on screen, you know, in some of the cities than there is in like the entire yeah. game of Half Life, and that includes all of the enemies that are attacking you. Um, so yeah, it was uh, it, it was it was quite quite interesting going back i mean this is a really good remaster of the original game and you know has improved a lot of the graphics uh but really if you're being honest they don't meet the modern day standards and they look like sort of early last gen ish okay if i if you know in my opinion um all of the story and the atmosphere are captured in the game Uh, You know, making it a really enjoyable play, though. So, you know, if you quite like your older school sort of first-person shooters, this is a good one for you. Mm. Uh, Basically, the game doesn't hold you too much by the hand either. So after the accident, Mm. um, you know, that happens very early on in the beginning of the game, um, then, you know, you're, you're, you're left, basically, to more or less sort it out with a few... Audio prompts every now and again about go here or wherever. Uh, there are the odd uh, puzzle-solving issues with it, so you know, like closing valves to open doorways, that sort of thing. Maps yeah. uh, are relatively linear with little backtracking needed, so that's a bit of a relief. That's good because yeah, there's yeah. nothing worse than you have to. You know, I think this was a problem with uh, Jedi Fallen Order was sometimes you had to do a hell of a lot of backtracking. Yeah get somewhere you wanted to go. Uh you don't there's not really that in this. Uh the game can be quite glitchy, I found. Um I especially found this when I was changing the graphics modes as well, you know, trying to see which is, you know, was uh well, you know how I could run it best. I mean I'm running a 1080 on my machine. Yeah. So it's not a slouch. Granted it's not, you know, a 2070 or a 2080 mm. or if, or even to be honest, a 2060 super you know i know that all of those are more powerful or at least equal now the 2060 supers roughly equal i think um but in terms of it it was glitchy with the graphics modes um i did keep playing the game for quite some time but one of the glitches as well is about when it chooses to do its checkpoint save and um i didn't go back to the old school sort of thing of save the game and then save the game as a different name and then save oh, the game yeah. as a different name. Do you remember doing that yeah, back? In-
1: yeah I remember, yes.
0: Yeah. And that uh basically fed to my peril because I got to a point where um you're jumping on these suspended cargo containers up above oh. uh, this um like drainage system that's far below with you know water at the bottom and if you fall you die. And where I landed, clicked on the checkpoint. And then I did another jump to get to the next one, which I then slipped off. (laughs) And then it respawned me back to the other one, but slipped me off again. (laughs) And every time then I just kept going in a loop and I couldn't even very quickly jump before I slipped off because I was already... So I got to a point where that was it. That was effectively the end of the game for me because I was never going to get out of that loop. Uh and that was a point at which I abandoned it. And I thought, that would that's my nostalgia over with. Um, I'm glad I got it for free. I'd have been a bit hacked off if I'd have paid <laughs> money for it. Yeah. Um, but if you really like your old school gaming and a lot of people really love old school gaming, um, then this would be certainly one you want to be looking out for uh, in terms of your collection because yeah. uh, it's a really good uh, sort of remake. But uh, for me, I would much rather see this game now being completely remade, as in the way that Modern Warfare, Call of Duty Modern Warfare was recreated. Yeah. Uh, you know, with like yeah. you know, that sort of that graphics
1: upgrade. Yeah.
0: Exactly. I think it. Nowadays, I think really you want to be having something of that standard, but yeah. the dev team have done a good job on what they've done. Yeah, you know, and I'm not not knocking of it, but it's still a good game. But for me, not I I, won't, I don't think I'll be going back to it. To be fair,
1: cool.
0: yeah. Uh, the only other game is Destiny Two because Destiny's uh, Season of the Worthy has launched. Right. Um, I got the title of Savior last day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember season. that. So I'm really pleased about that. Um, And anyway, the new uh, season pass has a bit of story with it. So the story is that you work with Zavala and Anna Bray, who was uh, the woman who was on Titan, if I remember rightly. Uh, No, sorry, Mars. uh, To stop the cabal, crash the uh, massive ship, the Almighty, into Earth by powering up Rasputin, the warm mind, via these uh, new... uh, Surfer towers and bunkers that are around the place. Uh,
1: There's
0: a load of new activities, including a daily clear out of bunkers, new legendary nightmares, uh, which are level 1000. So, you know, I started off, you know, as pretty much as maxed out as I could be, and I was only like 960 something. So it's taken a while to get up there. And also, Trials of Osiris has returned, which was the. you know, special. I think it was three, three versus three uh, game, uh, where you know you have to try and get a perfect nine wins in a row in order oh, to okay. get a special area of the tower. You know, it was originally in Destiny One. Uh, they've brought it back now in Destiny Two, and that's on every weekend as well. Cool,
1: some good stuff. So,
0: so. Yeah, but you want a squad to be okay. able to do it. so. Um, it's now for me back down to grinding on destiny, which is sometimes a little bit boring. Yeah. Uh, you know, the grind of the bunkers to level them up. Uh, I've got my first bunker in the EDZ or the European, you know, demilitarized zone, uh, up to level two. Uh, but I need to get it up to level three so that I can start, you know, doing some more of the stuff like getting weapons from the bunkers and stuff like that. So you have to do these uh very you know very different events all over uh, the place um, you know there's different places on uh, earth and mars and the moon and all of that that uh, has these towers that are creating warsats so if you remember Destiny, yeah. you would get public events that were warsat um, events they were basically uh, satellites that crashed onto the planet that you were on and then you had to defend them while your ghost extracted all of the information from the war So the uh, war sat or war satellite is basically a uh, part of the weapon defense system. That's going to kill out, kill the almighty before it crashes into earth. The almighty being the uh, ship that Dominus, who was the lead uh, antagonist on uh, destiny two when it was first released um, his ship that he was going to use to destroy the solar system. Right. Yeah. So if you remember playing that part of the campaign. Mm, Yeah. uh, You know, it it looks like uh, four blades coming out of a circle. Mm. Yeah. Sort of thing. Um, Yeah. So that's, uh, that's with that. Uh, The events themselves are a bit like, um, if you remember, escalation protocol from Mars, uh, where, you know, lots of people can join in, whoever's in the area. And uh, what what's different with these ones is that these towers keep coming up and then um, this, like, energy orb travels between the different towers. Right. And you've got to uh, throw these um, energy orbs at this one that's travelling between the towers to power it up to create a sat. Now, each tower will, every now and again, Throw out uh, a random, well, not a random number, but a certain number of uh, orbs to throw at the other energy orb, uh, the these smaller ones. And if you have any enemies around the base square of the tower, which is quite clearly defined, you will only get two of these orbs. But if you clear the area out, and bear in mind this is a 980 level event yeah. in your light level, then you will. Uh, Basically, if you clear all of those out, you will get. Uh, I think it's about six or eight of them, and each one that you throw and hit at the um, the traveling edit edit orb reduces. Oh, sorry, it increases the uh, completion rate by about fifteen percent. So you've got to get quite a few of them, you know, to hit this thing. And if it lasts for too long, then uh, the war mine club Rasputin closes down the event, and you get. Uh, a basic um chest to open which has got some coins in right. if you manage to close it down uh after, you know close down the event by completing it then you get better rewards so there's lots of things for you to be able to do <sighs> yeah in the game. um i mean to be honest now that you're going to be locked down
1: <laughs> i
0: actually think you know there's a lot of hours worth of uh, you know entertainment in this I might just
1: give it I'd a go see. I, I keep trying but I, I don't know I, I, you know some people love it and some people it just like I, I enjoyed Borderlands 3 so much when I played that I go back to that all the time so I, I, again it's down to personal taste you know I'll give it a go I, I have been trying yeah. but we'll see yeah
0: okay so we'll
1: so <laughs> <we'll
0: see, yeah. laughs> All right, so uh, that's it about for me. Anything else you want to add?
1: No, no, that's good. it has been a few good games there. Hopefully, they like them.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Okay, well, in that case, then, we'll move on to Movies TV and streaming. All right, Movies TV and streaming, and a couple of bits of news. First off, more Pike. This is (laughs) the news. This is brilliant. Last week, Viacom CBS announced that they were going to be doing two more Star Trek shows in the works. That's in addition to Star Trek Picard and Discovery, and it's also in addition to the upcoming Section 31 uh, Star Trek show, which will uh, star Michelle Yeoh, um, and also the upcoming Lower Decks animated series, which is going to be appearing on Nickelodeon. Yeah, uh, but one of the two shows, it's more or less been confirmed now, <coughs> is going to be Captain Pike and the crew of the USS Enterprise. Fantastic the series will follow Christopher Pike and his crew as they take the Enterprise on a new five-year mission to explore <laughs> strange new worlds. This is brilliant. This is oh, brilliant. Star Trek.
1: Yeah, it's fantastic. We we got very excited when we saw this Facebook okay. and everything, like um
0: absolutely it's brilliant news. Yeah. Um Anton Mount who played Picard in Discovery, he was brilliant.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I seriously after Discovery, I thought I'm not sure that we'll ever see such a good captain as Lorca was. Yeah. Because Love him or loathe him, he was a really good character. Uh, he and was, was
1: very good. Yeah.
0: So well by Jason Isaacs. Yeah. Uh, you know, you knew that there was so, a twist with him, you know, and that there was, you know, he was a lot different to other ones, but he was like in disguise as yeah. the original uh, as the Mirror Universe locker. And it was just, and how he just flipped and everything, it was just, it, it was just, you know, well, classic oh, Jason pretty- Isaacs. Really, um, but and I thought we're never going to see another captain as like that. And I love P- uh, Pike oh, more. Yeah, see,
1: I just, yeah, I I would I would put Pike up there like Kirk Picard and Pike. I'd put him above um, Jane May and stuff. And it's only been one season, but for me, he just plays the role perfectly. Like, yeah, he really does.
0: Yeah, and uh, I really love the one where you know they they get the time crystal and yeah. it shows Pike's future
1: which is the exact same from the pilot, from the original pilot as well. He yeah. ends up... Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's so well done. Oh, so brilliant. well done. So that's um, great.
1: Yeah, more and more podcasts for us, I think. <laughs> we'll have to do three or four a week with all the new uh, news uh, of the Star Treks.
0: <laughs> I, I think, to be honest, we're going to have to just do a splinter one if they do many more Star Treks and just call it, you know, the pop culture Trek. Yeah. <laughs> The way we're going on at the moment. Um, yeah. But Look, it's
1: all good for us Trekkies, and, you know, it's great. We had very little for so long except for the movies, and now oh, we have... I prefer Star Trek on TV anyway. I think that's where it belongs, you know? It's good to have on the big screen, don't get me wrong, but it's nice having Star Trek on the TV, you know? It's great. Yeah.
0: Well, evidently, I, I read something today that uh, reckons that um, Chris Pine and... Uh, I forgot what his name is, plays, Spock, Zachary.
1: Zachary, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Uh, that they've both been confirmed to appear on one. a Star Trek movie, but not Star Trek 4.
1: Oh, I thought it was going to be 4. Okay. No,
0: not Star Trek 4.
1: Oh, maybe kind of a spin-off or a different adventure. That'd be good.
0: Yeah. So it'd be interesting, definitely. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so good news if you're a Star Trek fan, which obviously yeah. we are. We are. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, and if you if you're not, then you will be assimilated. Um, otherwise, a uh, bit of tragic news as well. Max von uh, Sydow, oh, yeah. who's uh, obviously a very well acclaimed actor, known for The Exorcist, Dune. He was Migna Merciless on Flash Gordon. Migna Merciless,
1: what a yeah, character.
0: Sadly died at the age of 90. Yeah. Um, he was also and Tekker on Star Wars uh, The Force Awakens as well. Yeah. Uh, he was born in Lund, Sweden. His early career um, started what remains one of his most well known films. I must admit I've never seen it. Uh, Playing a game of chess uh, with Death as uh, Antonius Block in uh Bergman's The Seventh Seal. Yeah. So
1: great actor. He every every no matter how bad, even in Judge Dredd when he was alongside Stallone, every movie every movie he he gave everything. He he was always the one of the stars. No matter the the dialogue he had to say or the characters he was playing, he he just elevated him, I always thought watching him, you know, something about him.
0: Yeah, and I he did the opening line in uh, The Force Awakens, isn't he? That's right, yeah. This is a first step to putting things right. Yeah, um, you know, but ming I, I just, I always think of him as the uh, Merciless, or oh, uh, you know, because I mean that that is a, such a brilliant movie.
1: I actually and, have it. Um, it was on Sky. It was on Sky Sky there last week or something. Yeah. So I recorded it. So I have it inside to watch. I'm going to watch it the next couple of days. I haven't seen it for years.
0: Yeah, I've I've got the Blu-ray. Oh, I love, love it. It's fantastic. the The costumes and everything, you know, it's oh, the is
1: so visual and so vibrant. The colors, everything.
0: Yeah. yeah, and Brian blessed with. Yeah,
1: and awesome.
0: it, that's now become synonymous with him. Yeah, well, and uh, tell you what, as well, I saw him on stage in Yarm last year. Yeah, oh, he brilliant oh he's, he's a absolutely character. brilliant it was like an evening with uh brian blessed oh and my, my wife was like yeah okay i'll go and see this but you know really mm-hmm. and i was like you'll love it trust me because he's talking about all this sort of stuff and it was it was a great great night it was really really fantastic he was so good uh and you could tell when he was like forgetting some of the stuff he was going to talk about because he'd sit there and there'd be a, a pause for a few seconds and he said and of course i'm fantastic <laughs> you know but the way he did it it was just so funny and he had everybody in rapture with all of these stories you know because he you know he were, he grew up with patrick stewart yeah and stuff like that so you know it was like saying you know it was like saying oh yeah i, I used to know this little weedy kid he was called patrick <laughs> you, know, um, you know, not Beef Stew, as he's otherwise known nowadays, is <laughs> <laughs> one of his nicknames. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, fantastic. Uh, but, yeah, such a shame about Max von yeah. Uh But, you know, it, it happens to us all, doesn't it?
1: Uh, we're all, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, the two things are inevitable in life, death and taxes.
1: Death and taxes. Yeah, anyway, anyway, do you want to Um,
0: do the cinema
1: mixes? Yeah, I just have one or two little news things I put in there just quickly, if that's okay. Um, in I I seen this online, people are kind of saying because of all the movies and things shutting down that they should maybe release some movies out on demand straight away rather than theater and do kind of a a stagnant price release from. And well, apparently, it's coming true. NBC, Universal are the first crowd to do it, and they're releasing. The Invisible Man, which I just spoke about, The Hunt, and Emma on March 20th for a 40-hour rental period with a price of $20 in the US and equivalent prices in international markets. So someone was kind of working out that if they released the new James Bond movie at the moment with all the lockdown, rather than waiting till October, they had potential to make up to $2 billion worldwide. On that movie, I'll mm. release it on 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 that kind of a stagnant release. Say week one, it was thirty euros or 30, 20 pounds or whatever. And after week three, it's down to fifteen pounds, and then week five or six, it was ten pounds. You know. Yeah. Um. So it's an it's it, it's it's an interesting thing where coronavirus has taken us that if people are in lockdown. They can't go to the movies. These univ- these studios now have to think out of the box how to get the movies out there because it's been one of the worst. Um, weeks ever for box office in America and China, and the rest of them for movies ever released this week. So, I think that's only going to get worse as this virus goes into, we all get more locked down. So, yeah, it's a it's 20
0: interesting... year low, isn't it? The, huh? the, it's a 20 year low, the cinema industry. Yes.
1: And if, if you think about it, you'd spend, I well, know it's $20. So, I'm saying the equivalent is 15, 16 euros, my money. I suppose, what, 16, 17 pounds, uh, English money. You'd spend that and more going to the cinema the time you have treats and sweets and everything. But I know you can, I know it's not the same as watching the big screen and all that and everything. But at least you can sit on your own home and you fart the hours to rent and watch it, you know. Mm. We'll see how it goes. Um, on the second one then on that is that because again of the coronavirus and the lockdown, Star Wars, the Skywalker movie was released early digitally. a couple of weeks earlier and Frozen 2 was going straight to Disney Plus from the cinema um, as well because um, people won't be going out buying Blu-rays and stuff they're saying so um, and pretty much all movies and TV shows have stopped production across the board I think next year it'll be a late one before we start getting all the new shows and TV starting again all the Flash has stopped production all our favourite shows have stopped production the Batmans movies uh, the Matrix movie they've all stopped Mm. so I think next, like Fast and the Furious 9, is it, or 8? I don't know. That's not coming out until the end of next year now, at this stage, isn't it? 9, isn't it? 9, yeah. yeah. I think next year we're going to have a, a bit of a drought at the start of the year for shows and movies and stuff.
0: Yeah, so, it's going to be... Uh, it's just, this, this is, like, hit so hard.
1: It's funny, really, yeah. It's affected everybody, no matter what section or sector or person or a color or a creed or whatever you are it's just across the board it's it's uh, everything you know yeah so look all of, look it's good for us they're releasing stuff for us available to get online different ways that so we don't have to sit in cinemas and you know <clears throat> have to worry about viruses and other stuff so i suppose it's good for all of us in one way but you so,
0: do know what that means more well, delays on star trek
1: yeah well i think they've um, I know they've started. The writers have started season two of Picard this week, because one of the writers. I don't know. Do you listen to Fat Man and Batman? With, uh Kevin Smith? No. Yeah, it's a very good podcast. Uh, he mm. it started off as a Batman podcast. And it turned into kind of a bit like what we do—a pop culture one, a pop culture one. Yeah, that you, Steve, and myself do. And
0: well, Kevin Smith's such a pop culture icon, isn't?
1: Yeah, me? I love him. Um, he's partner on that show. He's he actually did Treadstone. He wrote Treadstone and the, the, that series, and he just finished up on. um He's done quite a lot of series. He's actually been signed up for Picard, and he dropped a hint about Wesley Crusher as well on the podcast this week for next season. Mm. So I thought you'd be interested in hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I, know, yeah. That's, uh, I don't mind you get
0: me wrong. Will Smith is a, such a cool guy, but when it huh. comes to his character of Wesley, yeah. no. <laughs>
1: So if anyone does that joke, go listen to our big Picard podcast. There's a couple of characters we don't like on the shows. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of the bit of extra news there now that I picked up, so that's good. Oh,
0: cool, cool. Um, so do you want to do the Blu-ray release, you um, said?
1: Blu-rays or sorry, cinema. I'm sorry,
0: no, it was... Sorry, you celebrate, isn't it? Rather. I'll do a Sorry. Cinema there. So
1: yeah. Um sixteenth of March is Swallow. No, it's not a porn movie. It's actually <laughs> about it's a horror movie about eating things. It's it's I've seen the trailer, it's a strange movie. But it's actually getting good reviews. Um then on the twentieth oh, I thought twentieth of March, is it? No,
0: twentieth yeah, of March. Tri- yeah, twentieth of March is the next yeah. one. it's four days difference. Yes. Uh
1: the Jesus Jesus, the Jesus Rolls, which is actually the spin off from uh The Dude. Uh, the, what's that, Bowski? The Big Lebowski
0: Big Lebowski yeah.
1: Yeah, that's if you looked at it, If you ever seen that movie, there's a great scene with Jesus where he's bowling. So this mm. is his spin off that is made, and uh, it's out, it's been on actually a couple of weeks on demand. Hayden, I know you know that you can actually watch it. I think it's also on iTunes or something. Um, it's getting okay reviews. Um, mm. it's kind of a low budget movie to be honest with you. Yeah. Um. Then there's Radioactive, The Truth, Dogs Don't Wear Pants, and Forensic. So. I don't think there'll be many people going to the cinema to see these films, but hopefully they might get released on demand quickly for us to watch at home.
0: Well, I think a lot of those... Uh, Most of them are,
1: I the think. cinemas actually, are going to
0: be closed, aren't they, really?
1: Yeah, I'd say. In Ireland, it will be because the lockdown's coming Wednesday, by all accounts, so a full lockdown. So, mm. I'll leave you to do the Blu-rays there for yourself, Hen?
0: Okay, so the Blu-rays are Doctor Who with a Faceless One, Patrick Chou, on Blu-ray, Blu-ray Steelbook and DVD. Uh, one for you, I think. He, um, yeah, Alan is Superman Red Sun, Blu-ray and DVD Steelbook, and there's also Blu-ray with a mini figure.
1: It's fantastic. As well. It's absolutely yeah. fantastic. Well worth to watch. lads. any Superman fans out there or DC, DC Cactoon fans out there, because the DC Cactoons always go to the park. The 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 new um, Harley Quinn one. At the moment is the season two is starting soon. If you get a chance to watch it, it's for mm. adults actually because the cursing and and the swearing and everything, it's brilliant. Great show. Yeah. So yeah, good good Blue risk.
0: Yeah, I don't think there's much else really in there. that no. picked out in a list but
1: I was looking there no, um that's Christmas. Peter nothing nothing major really stands oh. out to
0: the head There's always about 20 or 30 DVDs released we just pick out yeah. the the ones that we think yeah. are the best uh, ones in relation to what we do. Um,
1: the best ones there, yeah.
0: Yeah, so do you want to do the uh, cinema chat?
1: Okay. Um. So we've got Onward, which is the new Pixar one, which again, I think there's mixed reviews, isn't it? It's, it's, it's it's, it's the lowest performing Pixar movie in, in a long time, apparently. Uh, the Invisible Man is at number two, which I just spoke about. Well worth to watch, lads. Military Wives. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, which both of us have watched at this stage, I think, haven't we? And yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. I have to say. I really it, you know, enjoyed it as well. Yeah, and Faith
0: Steve was dissing it, but he hasn't seen it. So.
1: No, I think you'll enjoy it. I enjoyed it. I've watched it twice now, um, and I've enjoyed it. And probably one of my favourite movies over the last, I can't, uh, over a long time, Parasite. This movie is just amazing. It's, it's yeah. definitely a watch. So, that's the top five. I know So, that's the, the charts. So, if you want uh, to do charts, to
0: hidden. Yep. So, Blu ray DVD charts. We have uh, Gemini Man, which I'm going to talk about later on. Uh, Maleficent uh, Mistress of Evil at number four. Number three, we've got Zombieland Double Tap. Number two, we've got Joker. And at number one, we've got Terminator Dark Fate, which I'm also yeah. going to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I talked about that
1: last week. Last Sorry. week, yeah. Yeah. Um, so do you want to jump in there to your Gemini? Uh
0: yeah, okay, so um yeah, so uh Gemini Man. So this is basically a story about an over the hill assassin uh called Henry Brogan, who's played by Will Smith, uh who basically faces off against a younger clone of himself after he uh, completed his last assassination of a terrorist, uh which turns out not to actually be a terrorist. Uh Brogan is to escape from being killed and find out who was uh, sent the clone after him. Uh, so it stars Will Smith, as I said, uh, but it's also got Clive Owen in, who's like the antagonist of the movie. Uh, it's directed by Ang Lee, uh, so you know, it's got a good heritage there, as mm-hmm. it were. Uh, the special effects in the film are really well done. I think the fight scenes are good, uh, You know which you would expect from an Ang Lee movie anyway. Um, although I said that the CGI work is uh, good... Uh, Will Smith looks uh, you know young. I think that there are poorer scenes you know in terms yeah. of the CGI. Uh there's something going on about the younger Will Smith's eyes which is a it's bit weird.
1: it's a bit Mass Effect
0: yeah <laughs> it is
1: yeah.
0: Um, and also I do think that Will, the younger Will Smith looks a little bit too lifeless sometimes mm. as well um, in a way that Grand Moff Tarkin didn't in you know uh Rogue One. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and also I think what they've done is they've tried to offset that by digitally enhancing Will Smith to try and match him <laughs> somehow because I was looking at it before, but even Will Smith doesn't look real. Yeah. <laughs> quite quite real. Um <clears throat> plus uh yeah I just I just couldn't quite put my finger on it but um certainly at the very end of the movie uh the the bit with um the younger will smith that was i think particularly poor i think that was probably one of the first shots that they did um and there were some bits that were definitely better than the other uh story wise it's a very predictable sort of movie but that's not to say that it doesn't have some moments of fun in it um you know, with I think with the occasional substandard CGI for what it should be, mm. uh, I would not recommend buying this as 4K. But if you really, really wanted to buy the movie, it might be alright as just a Blu-ray yeah. or even a DVD if you wanted to see it. But I certainly would splash out on the 4K uh, for the movie.
1: Yeah, I've seen it. I agree with you pretty much all there. It's it's basically just a, a fun movie. It's you know it's like it has an old kind of 80s 90 feel to it. I think you know. Um, yeah, good action, some great sequences, some good moments, but a very, very predictable. And a real cheesy ending, I think. I don't know. That's
0: oh I mean. yeah, over overly cheesy. I mean yeah. You know I, you know, I was reaching for the crackers when I was
1: yeah, watching it. Like, but I don't know. It's it's yeah. Wilson. He's likable. I, I think he's watchable. I like these movies, so you
0: know. Yeah, I mean you know, it's like people this in Black International. It was Oh, it's terrible. It's a terrible movie, but okay. it's I was going to
1: say it was good. No, it's not hidden. <laughs> it's, hidden. It's don't go down that It's not hidden. It's bad. No. It's terrible. No, it's not.
0: It's not. It's, it's, it, it is. It's it's acceptable. <laughs> uh, so, okay. It's more for kids, I think, even though I, it's not really aimed that much at kids, because um, my son watched it, and he absolutely found it fantastic. Okay. But, you know. I'm,
1: st- I'm staying quiet.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> My second movie is Kingsman, the Golden Circle. um, I just decided to go back to it. My wife has uh, discovered Kingsman. I think more to do with the fact that Colin Firth is in it more than (laughs) anything else. Um, And I sort of like sold this to her, Mm. uh, the the Kingsman movies. As in, this this exemplifies my theory that colin firth should have been james bond
1: i agree with you yeah
0: uh, because he's fantastic he he's, really is fantastic yeah. um you know and i don't care what anybody says he should have been james bond yeah you know, shouldn't have
1: given I, a chance i think yeah
0: i think he definitely should have done i would have much rather have watched colin firth than daniel craig because i think that the daniel craig movies have just they've He's a great actor. He's a he's really very, good actor. He's very moody, though. But There's I just no don't, charisma. I don't like him as Bond. Mm. He's not suave. He's not sophisticated. That's what I'm saying. He's,
1: he had no charisma, he's, no... You it's, know? He's like
0: a gorilla in a tuxedo.
1: Yeah. Um, actually, actually, he's better in the new Heineken as Bond than he is in the movies. <laughs> Did you notice that at all, no? I
0: haven't seen the new Heineken head, to be honest.
1: Oh, haven't you? It's a, it's a complete uh, James Bond rip-off, but he's playing uh, Craig... Craig Charles, what's his name? Craig. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig, sorry, he's playing himself, like, but everybody keeps thinking he's James. You should look. It's about two, or three minutes long, and he actually plays that very well as James Bond. I enjoyed it more than the actual movie.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll look that up. Oh yeah,
1: it's good.
0: But um, no, I've, and I think particularly, I think that Spectre was my second worst Bond movie. Mm. Um, yeah, with. Uh, the only one worse, which was the second James Bond movie, which was from Russia with Love. I oh, just yeah. did not, Absolutely. I did not break that. That was they hadn't got the Bond formula there. <coughs> but to, uh, to me, you know. Anyway, we've we've diving, we've dived into Bond. It's course. It's <laughs> take <point> it, one. <laughs> yeah, let's take <laughs> it back to Kingsman. So Kingsman, the Golden Circle, um, and I've re- I've not seen this for about a year, mm. and. Um, it was just one of those moments where it was me and my wife and I said, do you fancy watching a movie? And surprisingly she said yes. And she said what to watch. I said, I've got the perfect movie and I just didn't give her the choice because that way we didn't have to watch Bridget Jones. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and then so I thought I'll put on the golden circle. She hasn't seen that. So put it on and we sat and watched it and I have to admit I just, i I'd always thought of this as a mediocre movie, Yeah. but watching it again, I actually thoroughly enjoyed watching it again. Even though I knew what was happening mm. and everything, I just really enjoyed watching the movie. Uh It's obviously got Tara Egerton as Exy, who's you know he's a good actor for his age. Very and good I think,
1: actor. yeah. I think he might
0: end up being Bond at some point in the future. He's very small
1: looking, doesn't
0: he? It, it doesn't matter though, does it? Really?
1: Mm, I think when you're on screen like that, you need to have a very big well, I suppose do... Yeah, I suppose they do with Tom Cruise
0: in him, you know. Yeah, exactly. Stand him on a box. Box, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, um, Colin Firth, he's brilliant. Mark Strong. Mark Strong's always brilliant. Brilliant. And, brilliant. You know, he plays Berlin. Uh, and he's, you know, he's just so good uh, as an actor. It's really nice to see him play a good guy. Yeah, for a a bad guy. I mean, he was a bad guy on Kickass, for example. Yeah, you know, guy in Shazam as well. He was indeed. Uh, That was a terrible movie. Yeah. Uh, So, anyway, following... um, If you've not seen a story before, uh, basically, uh, the Earth is under the threat again as the Golden Circle target and kill uh, most of the Kingsmen, with the exception of uh, Eggsy and uh, Merlin. Colin Firth obviously got killed, supposedly, in a previous movie. Um, Anyway, following the disaster protocol, they had... Uh, via a wine tasting store uh, to Kentucky, where they meet with their counterparts, the Statesmen. Mm. Um, and this also stars uh, Padra Pascal, who's also the Mandalorian, yeah, new Star Wars. And God, he's, does he imitate <laughs> Bert Reynolds in this movie? Honestly? Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> he's, he's absolutely brilliant. A very smoky, inspired sort of yeah. Burt Reynolds kind of character. Um, he's a great
1: actor. I love him as an actor. He was great in the Narcos series. And
0: Yeah, yeah it was also, I loved him on uh even though he got a grizzly death on you know in Westeros on games Oh of yeah Raiders.
1: that's right yeah yeah oh that yeah. was great actually yeah that's right that was yeah. a great battle scene with the with the mountain I forgot about that it was
0: when he oh. squished his eyes out with his yeah, thumbs that he,
1: he got too cocky.
0: Yeah. yeah exactly instead of just killing him
1: that was yeah. brilliant. Great um
0: but it's just it's just such a you know, such a a nice film to watch mm. It's a golden circle and just you know, disengage your brain and just go along with it for a bit of fun. And Elton John, he's so funny in it as well.
1: So are you looking forward to the third one, the trail you've seen the trailer, I'm guessing?
0: Uh this is a prequel, isn't it?
1: For yeah, me? it's World War One or Two. Is it World War Two? Yes.
0: Yeah, or so- one so about setting up how they actually started out, if I remember rightly.
1: Yeah, they've held back the release date for that as well, I think.
0: So yeah, no, doubt.
1: no doubt.
0: So yeah, so that's yeah, what. happened. Right.
1: Two good shows. Two good shows. Excellent. Yeah. I'll jump into mine. Um, the first one which we spoke about earlier was The Invisible Man. Um, mm-hmm. I watched this. Um, this was directed by uh, Lee Whannell. He's kind of known for his horror movies. He did the Saw 3. He did the Insidious series. I don't know if you've seen those movies, have you? Say the Insidious, yeah. Yeah, he's made those. Um, so he's pretty good at the at the, the horror kind of genre. He's got a nice little style about him. But this one now, he made this one, The Invisible Man, and his own twists in it. Um, and it only cost $7 million to make as well. And it actually looks like a movie that costs $50 million. It's very well- Filmed and, and and set pieces and stuff. It stars Elizabeth Moss and Oliver Jackson Cohen. Um it's an imagine a reimagination of the classic H.G. Wells science fiction novel The Invisible Man which we know is all about um science he made him like injections he made himself invisible. If yeah. anyone knows the old movie the old movie's classic like. So the basic story is um Elizabeth Moss she's uh, plays a character who's trapped in a very violent and controlling uh, relationship by a, a wealthy opti- optics engineer, and that's the the word there, no optics, which has to do with light refraction and stuff like that. Um, he's a businessman, um, but he's very like he's he's violent towards her. So she drugs him and uh, escapes from the relationship to a nearby woods where her sisters waiting, and they just barely escape in the car away from him, from him, you know, and they kind of go into hiding. Mm. So then um, she hides out kind of with her childhood friends and uh, her teenage daughter. Um, and then two, two weeks later, suddenly there's kind of um, out of the blue, she discovers he's committed suicide and left five millions in his will to her, um, organized by his brother and and his lawyer. Um, so she tries it. So this it kind of like moves forward and she thinks, right, he's dead. He's out of my life, that kind of thing, you know, so it's a, it's a nice, simple start to it. But then strange things start to happen, and I I don't want to give too many spoilers away. Like um, she starts to suspect suspect that maybe he faked his death and stuff like that. You know, um, again, like I said, it's an interesting take on the show. It's not got it's like it's it's probably one of the scariest horror movies I've seen in a long time. Um, and I've I've kind of fell out of love of horror movies. Um, but this now one I really, really enjoyed. Um, I think when Steve watches this healing, because I know Steve loves his horrors. Mm. Um, I think he'll really enjoy this one. Um, it's it's a remake, but it's a very interesting remake. And uh, you know, sometimes remakes don't work. Um, I, I don't want to give too much away about like how he becomes invisible and stuff. But he's just like he's a genius and he uses technology and stuff. But um some of the fight sequences and some of the choreography and some of the dialogue. It's a really good watch. It's it's a definitely a, a four out of five for me. It's 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 you know, it's a great nice chint if you're if you're looking to watch it and soon you'll be able to watch it on demand by it all by all accounts. So um a good movie, I'm I'm glad I watched it. Um the second one then I finished Doctor Who series twelve. I don't know, have you finished this season, Steve? Have you? Or hate
0: Yes. Yes I have.
1: Okay. So, you know, Jodie Whittaker, her second kind of run as Doctor Who. Um, <clears throat> they've kind of brought back the Master and the Cybermen. Um, uh, Jodie Whittaker, she's quite good as a Doctor. I like her, right? She's got the Northern accent. Um, she She's quite enthusiastic, her energy. She's infectious, and she kind of goes nicely with the this Time Lord, Malak. You know, she kind of fits in nicely, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, this series was a disaster. It was bad um i think they destroyed the last 50 to 60 years of doctor who canon um it <clears throat> is just with the ending was just cuckoo they uh they've changed the whole whole of this how say it now they've changed the whole canon like who the doctor is who he was river song all the other stuff they kind of were building up over the last, since 1963, they've just, mm-hmm. I think personally, it was poor writing. It was a very lackluster season. The characters were okay. There was one or two good episodes in it. Um Again, they just like, they trashed who the Doctor was. Like, didn't know who he is, who, who his people were, or she was. Where they came from, the process of regeneration, time travel, like I said, the river song, the rewriting of the history, and they do rewrite really the history, the Doctor's history, you know, an entire race as well. Mm. Um, I don't know how you felt it, but I thought it was a kind of a poor decision.
0: Uh, I think it was an utter disaster.
1: Good. Um, I'm glad we're on the same boat, there, you know, because yeah, I want to go too, it was a very bad season. It was. It's kind of I, I'm not too pushed about the Christmas specials are next year. To
0: I th- I think that the BBC keep doing this. Yeah. With, or have done this before with Doctor Who. I think that it's a cash cow, but yeah. they start to resent it as a cash cow. And what they do then is they deliberately throw things in to try and destabilise it. Like, for example, and don't get me wrong, I used to love him in Rent-A-Ghost, yeah. but Sylvester McCoy as Doctor Who, was an unqualified disaster. Yeah. Um And th- they've now found a new way to <laughs> ruin the franchise. Because this whole thing about she's the timeless child. Oh,
1: I just, I, 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 I paused it and I just sat back for two minutes when it, when, when it, when it happened. And I was, yeah. what the hell? What the hell? Like, that's... I was like, since that's 50-something years of canon and everything just gone, like,
0: you know? They shouldn't be allowed to do that. I I think that the BBC needs to really get a grip, and when they get producers who are making such horrendously bad decisions, they should be getting rid of those producers, to be fair. Um, I just think it was a terrible, terrible decision to uh, undo all of that history that, uh,
1: you know, people have lived
0: and died within that time, yeah. you know, thinking that they knew everything about, you know, Doctor Who and then, you know, they've done and, this. And not only that, but how many incarnations of the Doctor have there been oh. now? Because, the, you know, the, the, the guy that the military people were or the police were... Took out of that building in the middle of the Second World War,
1: yeah,
0: and then took to that room. That was the Doctor as well,
1: yeah. Um, and then and then, then there's one you know you had gotten and the ones she hasn't she can't remember the ones she suppressed and all the ones when she was kids. How many times was she did she transfer or did she regenerate when she was a kid?
0: Well, we saw about six yeah. versions of and her then, as a kid,
1: and then the the master casting was very poor. That oh, annoyed the hell out of me. <sighs> So over overdone. It was so over the top. And I know it's a it's a I know it's a sci-fi show. It's not real, but like last Miss Missy, she was brilliant as the master. I remember M- Missy, yeah,
0: yeah. Missy
1: so understated, so well played. You know, yeah.
0: But I think it goes to the quality of the actor, B to the quality of the acting, to the yeah, of the acting. yeah. Um, and the direction that they're given from the producers. Yeah, I suppose, um, yeah I it's just,
1: not the actor's fault, really. No, but
0: um, I just. I, I loved Missy, you know, as I being too. Yeah. the female version of the Master. I thought it was really ingenious. I do you know what? When when Missy Kit first came on, I thought it's almost like she's a, the thought came through with my head straight away. It's like she's a female version of the Master, and then she yeah. ended up. And it was sort of like, oh my god, that's brilliant. Yeah, um, I
1: just, but I just, it's just been so. And I love Doctor Who. This season is the first one, and and some last season as well. I was like, Ugh. But this season, definitely not. And I'm not too pushed to see what happens at Christmas.
0: I, I would know? really much rather that they turn around and say, do you know what? We're sick of producing Doctor Who from now. So we're going to have a couple of years off and we'll yeah. come back. I'd yeah. rather than do ethos. that. And actually, and, um, don't get me wrong about Jodie Whittaker. Yeah? She's, uh, she's a, okay. So I think she's okay. She's, I. I, she's a good actress. Yeah, I'm not knocking Jodie Whittaker as an actress. Yeah. She is a good actress.
1: It's what she's given what the actors.
0: She is given awful scripts. Yeah, and what I don't like, <coughs> okay, right? This is a big difference between Matt Smith uh, or any of the other Doctors David and Jodie,
1: yeah. David,
0: Tennant, whoever, Christopher Eccleston.
1: I liked Chris Christopher. I thought he was very good for one season. Uh,
0: yeah, I did as well.
1: Yeah, I think also, he actually. Really, really, I think he actually brought that Doctor Who back from the dead that season when they did the first season with him.
0: Oh, he definitely did, and, and Paul McGann could have done if he was given the opportunity.
1: That's true. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. but he was never given the opportunity beyond that. You know, for, um, one. Movie special, although he did do a lot of uh, voice acting for the yeah. audio book the books, stuff, like yeah. um, and obviously that little bit for you know the uh, uh, the uh, William Hurt doctor as well, yeah, you know,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Uh,
0: But in terms of Jodie Wick- Wicket's doctor, when she's imitating what Matt Smith did and Christopher Eccleston, and
1: yeah, y- she does, yeah, doesn't she?
0: She, 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 the zaniness is an imitation of that it is but the yeah. problem is she comes across as a bimbo yeah and i don't like that i don't like it for her i don't like the writing of that mm. or anything and i just think it is very very poor what they should have done is done something different for her yeah to make her doctor stronger, plus the fact I don't think that they've got the faith in her doctor because she's got three companions.
1: Yeah, but they're gone. No, they're all up to quitting. They're finished. They're not coming back next year.
0: I'm not surprised. I probably thought, God Almighty, what have they done to the Doctor Who? I don't want to be associated she, with this anymore.
1: She, she's doing one more season and then she's gone. Yeah. Look, I I, I watched this for what it was. I you know I'll always. Because you've invested so much time in it, you kind of it's like The Walking Dead. I hate watching The Walking Dead, but I'm I'm ten years in. I I have to keep watching it to see what happens because something eventually has to happen. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. I I have to admit, for the first time on The Walking Dead, I started watching the lit the the new episode that was released.
1: Oh, you know, that's
0: the, so the, painful. The... Where they're in the cave, and I yeah. got half through when I just switched it off. I thought I can't watch this.
1: Oh, when you see the next one,
0: oh, is it worse?
1: Yeah, how oh. it worse? The next two episodes. Oh, you're you're the one in the cave, is it? We're getting out of the cave, is it? Yeah. Oh, there's two more episodes. Oh, Hayden, wait, you see what happens? Oh. Yeah, but you have to watch them because you have to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I know what you. Mean. I know what you mean. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed that, lads. That's what I've been watching. So. Yeah. I, uh, I'll probably have a lot more next week. We'll need a six-hour podcast.
0: <laughs> probably. <laughs> we might have to do two or three parts, which would be fine for everybody, because yeah. everybody will be in the same boat, won't they? They want to listen to stuff. <laughs> um, okay, in that case, we will move on to your listener questions. So, listener questions. And as always, we've got Mark, who kicks us off with... What would it take for you to go all digitally in all of your media?
1: A coronavirus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good answer uh, for all new media, certainly. Uh, anything I, else other than coronavirus?
1: No, I'm I'm pretty much there at the moment. Um, I tend to just buy games now for reselling and stuff, which will be stopping off for a while. Um, but I think because of my my work and lifestyle and everything. I'm very much on-the-go digital kind of gamer, really. It's all kind of pick-up-and-play, quick stuff. I spend more time on my Switch than I do really on my Xbox or PlayStation, you know, because um, I usually get 10, 15 minutes of work when I'm in the bathroom. Yeah. Um. So that's when I kind of do a quick game or something. Um. Yeah, what about yourself?
0: Um, I think for me, in terms of going all digital, I think PC-wise, I'm already there. Yeah. Um. In terms of... Uh, xbox and playstation i would say i'm probably 70 percent there uh, on those consoles
1: i suppose just gaming pass and see what playstation do with playstation now and stuff that'll slowly move us all to digital i think eventually maybe not ne- all next generation but the one after i think yeah. but it's slowly moving us even without us knowing it maybe we're all kind of slowly being pushed digital if that yeah, makes sense
0: definitely you know? Yeah, I okay. think in, in terms of music, I think, I think yeah. uh, it, I'm I'm retrograded I'm going to vinyl. Yeah,
1: yourself not, and Steve are big into it. it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think for my movies, I wouldn't. I I if it's a movie I want to keep, I am buying that sucker on 4K. Mm, that's fair
1: enough.
0: On, on a UHD you know uh, blu-ray i'm not going to buy it as a digital thing because i don't trust the digital markets
1: yeah
0: um and also knowing you know that you can you know i mean i think probably the example of what has happened with uh flickster and yeah. the uh ultraviolet uh films that you know you yeah, them, yeah well, no, I haven't lost them because I've got them. Google yeah. Play. You know, they're on, I've got all of those on Google oh, Play okay, now, so clear. I'm all right. But, you know, there's no guarantee that Google Play are going to honour that if it moves on to something else. Yeah. Uh, so I would much rather invest my money in an actual physical disc and those things. Everything else you can download and keep a copy of, but your movies you can't. They're yeah. basically streamed. Um, you know or if you do download your movies when you reset your pc it won't be able to play them anymore because it downloads you know like little encryption codes and stuff like that yeah so yeah that that's what it would do for me so your second question is do you commit more digitally uh, with each generation
1: um i think this one definitely yes i have more so than than the, the... Than the 360 or the PS3, I was I have a huge disc collection. Then I still actually have a massive 360 collection, but this one I went way more digital. So I'm guessing the next one, I think I'll be I'll be pretty much 100 percent digital. In the next one, I'd say not far I, off. It.
0: I would say so. I think the problem is though is that the storage media is yes. not good for it.
1: Yeah, that's you the know, biggest that. thing: the download sizes and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, because I can't download all of the digital copies of games that I've got, and I've got like nine terabytes of storage on my machine. <laughs> sure. You know, because of like the you know the uh, the four K patches yeah. and the DLC and all of those things that go with it. You know, I I literally can't get all of my games onto a big enough hard drive.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, without spending masses of money. Um, but in terms of committing digitally, yeah, I think it's a generational thing. I think yeah. it gets closer and closer until eventually people think, why would I want a disc?
1: Yeah.
0: But for the time being, I still want the drive there. Yeah. I Although do. I must admit, I'm looking at my PC, you know, my upgrade path. And it's like, do I actually want a Blu-ray drive on my PC now?
1: I've never. I can't remember. I don't think I've ever opened my disc on my, on my PC. You see, I have.
0: And I oh, still inst- okay rip music you know from a cd
1: oh, okay okay um, see i don't This, i'm not a music person I, i'm more audio books yeah i'm audiobooks books and podcasts i I like having the spoken word when i'm i like that in my ears rather than the singing word so um i'm not a big music fan music fan yeah but no that's good
0: that's interesting <laughs>
1: mm. uh do you
0: want to do nicky's question
1: I don't have the question. I tried to reopen it here again, but I don't have them on on. Oh, sorry, the... on yours, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sorry about that.
0: We're having a bit of a problem with OneDrive not. Yeah, it, on. it
1: seems to be, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Uh So uh Nick Wilson, who also has his own Twitch uh, channel as well, just yeah, good...
1: I, I watched it a few times. It's pretty there. good, actually. In fairness,
0: yeah, yeah. So uh anyway. uh Nick said, "Are you surprised that we haven't had any real PS5 or Xbox Series X announcements yet? Last gen, they announced them uh, most of the games in late January, early February. So far, I think Halo Infinite has been confirmed for release date, and nothing for PS5.
1: Well, I think we spoke about it earlier. I think Xbox are dropping stuff left, right, and center, except for games. Yeah, like they're not holding nothing back. But PS5 is very shocking. There's nothing. Yeah. Usually, have a leak by now, or you'd have something." There's nothing. It's nothing but negative, really, coming from that side of the world. Really, is it? With the with the like, they don't have parts. It's all comes seems to be excuses. Yeah. You're hearing more than than information. If I'm, that's my opinion anyway.
0: I think this coronavirus is going to feed into. Um, Sony just saying, uh, we're not going to do it this year. We'll yeah, do it but, next year. I think, and April, I think what they'll do is go year. back to the dry board and come out with a 14 teraflop yeah. you know, processor to uh, beat the Series X.
1: Yeah. Like I said, I, I still think that PlayStation's going to outsell the X. I, I mean, I, I, any fool can see that, like, you know. Um, but it'll be nice to have the Xbox out there and get the Game Pass and get their first party games on there and all that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, and definitely. have and just just to have some new 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 technology you know yourself sure we're gamers at the, at the heart of us we want new stuff every couple of years so
0: yeah i have to admit that i'm i'm seriously yeah bothered uh about the new gen uh you know as much as i feel like i should be
1: because... i'm 50 i'm 50 50 i'm actually i was 100 percent, but as the year has gone on this year i definitely don't have the excitement level that i had with the last two generations
0: no and, and i A lot of that is as well is to do with the fact that in terms of the games, we've had, you know, a couple of years where games have been released broken.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean,
0: I know that we've joked on before about Bethesda, Mm. but you think about five years ago, Bethesda was a loved company Mm. and it was sort of like, oh, it doesn't matter about Skyrim and the upside down flying backwards dragons. They'll patch it. It'll be fine. It's just, it's just the charm of Bethesda. Now people are going, "Oh, it's them." Yeah, and it's a big change. Is that personally? I've always had the "Oh, it's them" sort yeah. of you know, I'm not
1: the biggest Bethesda broken yeah. Games. yeah, I'm not the biggest Bethesda fan
0: either. No. no, I don't. think that games should be released broken. No, um, you know, I I don't mind if they don't put everything in that they intended to do, but then build it up. Like No Man's Sky, Mm. I don't think that was the original intention, but they've well, you know, what, you know, what, uh, you know, I I think that Hello Games should be really applauded for what they've done, but.
1: 100%, yeah. Yeah. But like, even myself, I used to be always a day one purchaser of games, I'm not anymore. Like, I know I'm getting Doom now, day one, but that's just because it's something new and shiny again, I think, you know. Yeah. But I, I'm not a day. I, I kind of hang on. Now. Like I'm glad I waited for Days Gone because I've got the best version of the game. I think, since what came out, you know. Mm. Um. So yeah, interesting. Good question, Nick.
0: Yeah. Uh, Craig Cole, he's a uh, warning Destiny question. <laughs> uh, if you were in charge now, what direction would you be pushing Bungie down to Destiny? Uh, what changes would you uh, make to the franchise? uh money uh not a consideration anything goes.
1: I leave that one for you, my friend.
0: Uh personally what I would do is I would not force people down a single pathway to be able to achieve what is needed. I would, you know, give them more options. So for example, um the the biggest issue I have had in Destiny and the one thing, I've, in Destiny 2, I have never completed a raid because it's been impossible mm. to get six people on one platform at the same time to play a game. I know I can use looking for grouping on the Bungie site, but I want to play with the people I know. Yeah. I don't want to play with randoms. I want to play with who I know on a platform that I want to play on.
1: Well, this yeah. week, this week might be your ch- this couple of weeks might be your chance now because everybody's yeah. at home.
0: <laughs> Maybe I'll have come back and have completed all four raids <laughs> next week. Um, <coughs> but in terms of what I what I want them to do is first off, consoles give them keyboard and mouse support. Mm. Uh, secondly, make the raid so you can still get the same raid gear, but going in a team of three or four. Right. Uh so like you know, maybe slightly different challenges in the raid, but the end gear is the same. Not make people play the blum and crucible.
1: Yeah. It does matter. Yeah, you complain about that a lot. I've heard that yeah. in previous podcasts that you've been on here. Yeah. You always complain about the crucible. Well what I would say is do something <laughs> that means
0: that people have to do something <clears throat> either as hard or as grinding. Mm. In the uh, PVE sort yeah. of area, So it gives an equality between the two. I would also stop nerfing Hunters and boosting Warlocks and Titans. We all know that Hunters are the best players, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's just a little dig at anybody who's, on, who's not a Hunter. Uh, <laughs> so that... You know that's what i would do but i would okay. also make it cross-platform as well so yeah. that pc players can play with uh, okay. you know, uh xbox and can play with playstation get it on the switch let's play it on there as well
1: it'd be good in the switch actually yeah
0: i think it would be yeah um so you know th- there's lots of things that they could they could do with the game uh but i would want more story content from it yeah. as well okay but but my focus on the game is story. You know, you ask other players, they'd want more crucible. And that's fine. And was also bring back the SLR racing, which was the Sparrow Racing League. The SRL, that was it, Sparrow Racing League. Mm. Uh, which I don't know if you remember a few years back, they had uh, you know, like effectively a season where you uh raced your sparrow against other players yeah. across, you know, various different planets. That was great fun to do. And, you know, that sort of Crucible game, I wouldn't mind because that was classified as Crucible. Uh, so, yeah, there's a few different things. You know, people who like playing Charles of Osiris, let them play Charles of Osiris, but give them, you know, give people who don't want to play that or can't get the perfect, you know, nine kills, you know, uh, win strike yeah. of, you know, that game, give them another way to get to these special areas by playing different, parts of the game in a different way or in a harder level or something like that.
1: Yeah.
0: That's how I would do it.
1: Oh, that sounds good. Mm. And more Pokemon.
0: <laughs> yeah, got to
1: find, all, <laughs> gotta catch gotta find
0: all of those weapons and all of that sort of stuff.
1: Good, good answer, great question.
0: <clears throat> yeah, and also Craig uh, he's, uh, we're all in the same sort of like PC Fire team as well. Oh, okay, uh, good. So, uh, Paul Wilson uh wouldn't it be such a big deal for consumers if both Sony and Microsoft pushed their release dates, their new consoles back to 2021 if they did a limited release that would cause a massive price strike, uh, spike in the reseller market? Uh, I think the current gen consoles are still perfectly good for at least another year.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think if they'd even go till next year, there's no one going to be too bothered, to be honest with if, if It gives them more time to get Microsoft would have more time maybe to get a couple more games out with us. PlayStation had have more time to fix whatever they're trying to fix, I'm guessing. I don't know if they are, but I'm just speculating. So anything that's delayed like that is always good. It gives them more time, you know?
0: Yeah, I would agree. I would agree.
1: Good question again.
0: Yeah. Um, So as both of us have said tonight, we're not bothered about, you know, 50-50 about the new consoles.
1: I I think I was a lot more hyped than you when I started this podcast the first couple of times I was on my G. Yeah. But as I'm going on and the more I'm seeing... and Even I suppose the way my lifestyle is kind of going at the moment with work and everything. like I know now I'm going to be off for a few weeks and everything. But I don't know maybe I'm getting older as well. It's just I seem to be more going towards the handheld switch and stuff. It just suits me. At least mm-hmm. I'm getting that little fix of gaming. It's all about getting that little fix of gaming really, isn't it? That we all enjoy. We just yes. want to, to control something on a screen and shoot something or solve a puzzle. Yeah. So... You know, I, I'm not too pushed. If everything's delayed till next year, it actually financially for everybody. I think it might be better as well at the current climate. You know, it's it, it's they're not going to be coming out cheaper. If not, I think more expensive. So, I think um, like people are going to go back to work. They're going to be going back in deficits or knowing money. Probably, you know, trying to just and get back. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, seriously, you know, thinking about it logistically, I, I don't, you know, there might be limited number of consoles because of think so the limited too. number yeah. of parts. But yeah. equally, there's going to be people who are going to be massively in debt after all of this. Yeah. It's going to take them a year, maybe two years or more to recover from.
1: Oh, I think, so, we, have, I think, I think we have another small recession coming. Um, yeah. I think I think there's gonna be a lot of people. There's gonna be a lot of pubs and restaurants now in my industry and uh, hotels. Maybe not so much because they're staying open because they kind of have to, but they're under a kind of quarantine in a way. But um, like there's gonna be a like there's 140,000 people without a work today in Ireland, right? Mm-hmm. That's just today. Um, like not all those hundred and forty thousand are going gonna go back to work in the in the business because it the jobs won't be there. The places will want to reopen it. Most places, I was was listening to the news today, they said if it's two weeks to three weeks, they'll be fine. They'll be able to survive. They've got the war chest of money there to reopen. But if it goes longer than that, the creditors, they'll they'll have to start paying back. They're not paying creditors. They're not going to pay their bills now until they reopen. And when they reopen, they'll have to repay everybody, the creditors, suppliers. Which is gonna be a good chunk of money and then they have to have the first week or two weeks' wages for the staff they have. Which is difficult. And they have rent back rent to pay if they have to pay rent and stuff. It's gonna be a devastating time, I think, come July, August, September, you know? It's scary really. I'm lucky I'm in a place where I'm 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 okay, you know, where Yeah. It's it's there a long time, it's there thirty years, it's a fantastic place. It's a it's a it's a stall, you know? So still though. It's gonna to be tough times. and you know, that's a bit of a down out ended. Sorry about that, lads.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's just sign of the times at the moment, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I like like I said, I was looking forward to this podcast Hayden, because I was I know Nat's know he's gone through a lot worse than what we're going through, but it does it kind of affects you. You do get kind of depressed and the dark clouds creep in the places, so it's trying to fight him off, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean.
1: Yeah, so I enjoy this podcast and I can't wait for Picard now next week in a couple of days.
0: I yeah, well, as I said before, maybe we can uh, rattle off a couple of extra ones since you're going to be <laughs> kicking around the house. I'm always open for doing another podcast. Uh could do something on something else, like you know, maybe do a deep dive into a movie or something like that. Yeah, we
1: could do that. Actually, yeah, we could pick an old, an old classic and tear it apart. it be fun.
0: We should do Flash
1: Garden. Actually, yeah, I'm going to. Watch, I'm actually going to watch it tonight because we were talking about it on. I said I was going to watch it tomorrow, but I'm actually going to go in and sit down and get a bit of food and just chill out and, and just kind of kind of forget the day a bit, you know yourself. Yeah. And, and, chill, and watch it. Yeah. So
0: yeah. Oh. Look! Look out for our Flash Garden special. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that actually could be a fun one. We might do it the week after, the after next week after the Picard. We might do a quick hour chat on it. Yeah. But no, and us, no, no. It'll probably take two hours though. Because we're already over two and a half hours for this one. For fuck's sake. <laughs>
0: well, that's about average length sure. show, to be honest. Yeah. When Steve said the other day, when because he, he contacted us, he said, I might be able to do an hour. I said, so which bit of the show are we going to do? <laughs> it always takes more than an hour, even if we rushed. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because you just start talking and you, you start, you know, it's nice yeah. to be talking about it. It's great. Yeah,
0: exactly. Right. Anyway, do you want to give your contact details then?
1: Oh, I will, yes, I do. Twitter is Head Chef Alan. <laughs> that makes me sad. No, I didn't say it's Chef. Xbox is Chef Allen. PSN is Chef Allen. And email is at yahoo.com Okay.
0: Uh, so for me, you can get my uh, YouTube channel at HRJUK. Twitter is at HRJUK. PSN, Xbox Live, and Steam, HRJUK. For epic pop culture gamers. Uh, just... <laughs> because they've had decided I might as well try and capture that before it was gone. Uh, on Twitter, uh, you can follow us on Pop Culture Gamer. We've got a Facebook group. We've also got a Facebook page as well. Uh, lots of details on there. Just look for Pop Culture Gamers. If you want to email the podcast, you can do so at podcast at popculturegamers.co.uk. Don't forget, we've also got our uh, website popculturegamers.podbean.com. Mm. And also, don't forget, we also have a Patreon. So if you want to support the show, uh, you can make a donation there as well. Uh, other than that, that's it for another show. So thank you, Alan, for uh, spending your evening with no me. No
1: problem. Thank you for
0: having me. And uh, we'll see you very soon with the Picard podcast. So <laughs> yes. it's a good night for me,
1: and it's a good night for him, and it's also a slant for me. Good night. Good night, guys.